0: This Free Talk Live is your show. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about, as always. Of course, your calls are the primary element if you make them at 1-800-259-9231. So, Mark, let's start with speeding well, it's speeding cameras. Speeding cameras.
1: Right. Now, I've been a bit of a fan of speeding cameras. Not not a real big fan, obviously. I don't like... I I don't think that You're a, uh, fan? a bit. Like, what do I, you mean? Well, because I'm of the opinion that police officers, um, you know, by and large, uh, w- you know, likely they'd prefer not to do this, but this is what they're employed to do: um, is to regulate speed on the uh, roadways, and they end up being a revenue generation's uh, source either for the municipality or the county or the state that they work in. Okay. When these same guys could be and probably would prefer to be stopping crime, uh, you know, uh, catching criminals and and doing all that stuff, which right. is what we imagine police officers doing and but by and large they're used to enforce the drug war and to enforce speeding um, you know speeding and and traffic violations now i don't like stop signs because i feel like a yield sign would do in the case of most stop signs and that uh, if there's some kind of accident that then well you know the person who should have yielded the right of way should get the ticket but in the case of uh you know speed cameras then if it's really important that speed limits be um, enforced then i think that there would uh, it would be better if they were evenly enforced rather
0: than just some cop sitting there and like maybe if, if I, what you, when you say better you mean better for the government's revenue because better, if no speed cameras are all about making sure that they enforce it evenly so they can make more money i mean at least no. with the cops on the side of the road they're only targeting a few people with the speed cameras they're there 24 hours a day seven days a week i mean you're understood. talking about i understood i understand where
1: you're coming from however um the problem with uh, speeding tickets is 99 percent of the time you can get away with it With speeding, and that one percent of the time, when the cop happens to be around, I don't even I'm making numbers up obviously. But that one percent of the time, the cop's around, then you get caught. Well, if they have speed cameras, then you can't speed ever, and you must go, you know, at the speed limit. And then there would be people would would push would um, apply upward pressure on speed limits. Oh, or, you think, huh? I, I would hope. Um, I would expect that. That's just my thought. And yeah, but Mark, the the government doesn't respond to market pressure. Well, pressures. the government doesn't care. Like the, the government claims that speeding is dangerous, right? If that were true, then you would see a lot of speed-based uh, fatalities, and we don't see a lot of those. And really, what speeding's used for, in my opinion, is revenue generation for the you know, municipalities, m- municipalities in the state, uh-huh. and. So if we had speed cameras, people would know they can't speed, so they would go the speed limit or below, and they would just get used to it because, and, and, and then apply upward pressure because they felt that it were too low. I feel in most cases, or in a lot of cases, speed limits are set too low. Because so is, has that actually happened,
0: where they have speed cameras? Has have uh, has upward pressure been placed on the government? In Arizona,
1: um, apparently there are a lot of speed cameras. And uh, they, as a matter of fact, they have a private company enforce them, and I'm not exactly sure how that works. I can't say that I've full, you know, I don't know everything about that, and if you live in Arizona, then you can call in and you can tell us sure. about it. But uh, here's a new study. Arizona ticket cameras lost, cost, excuse me, 28 lives. A new report by Greg... um, MAUS of the uh, National Motorist Association focuses on the fraudulent camera scheme in Arizona. The result? Cameras are not saving lives in Arizona. They are responsible for over 28 extra fatalities. And they have the report right here. Looks like a report. In this report, uh, MAUS does an effective job of debunking the myths and propaganda reported by officials such as exceeded lawful speed caused only 3.28%, that's 58 of 1767 of the fatal driver errors in Arizona crash facts summary. Um,
0: excessive these, speed caused over three just about 3%, is that right? Yeah, about 3%. These are the fatalities.
1: Yeah, and apparently this is a uh, this is propaganda from the officials is what the claim here is. These occur less than um, nine true speeding caused uh, th- there occurred less than 9 true speeding-caused fatalities annually on all of Arizona's freeways. This is prior to the cameras? Right. Okay. And I have to believe that. I just don't see, you know, on the interstate, the average person violates the speeding laws from what I can tell. Um, in sure. Florida, they were 70 miles an hour up here. Sometimes they're 65, even as low as 55 in some places. And the, the average person on the interstate is going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see that nut that's going 90. And every once in a while, and uh, you know, just every once in a while, you'll see somebody who's, you know, just booking. They're, they're being yes. dangerous and doing um, silly stuff. But by and large, most people violate it by about 10 miles an hour. So, um, but I don't see them being, dang- seeing being particularly dangerous.
0: Well, no, usually when you're speeding, it's to keep up with the flow of traffic Absolutely because everyone true. else is speeding, and it's actually dangerous to go slower than, than everyone else. Right, and
1: here's the other one. Slower traffic by STC enforcement improves safety. False. Interrupting the faster uniform flow of traffic causes serious crashes, according to this report by the National Motorist Association. So what you knew, all along, that person who's going 65 miles an hour in an 80-mile zone on the freeway, bottlenecking the traffic, people trying to get around them, that person's the one who's causing the danger. And they just don't belong on the freeway, honestly. Okay. The only way ticket cameras can assert, um, assert enough money for all Cohorts to profit is through engineering malpractice. The deliberate—this is um, not the quote. This is this is just a you know a statement from the uh, the, the motor, National Motorist Association report. The only way that ticket cameras can usurp enough money is for all cohorts to profit is through engineering malpractice. The deliberate illegal underposting of speed limits and yellow times um, at traffic signals to entrap motorists for financial gains. It's called fraud. It's a crime. And these laws um, law breaking underposting of
0: speed limits meaning what?
1: Yeah, I, I you know I I don't know precisely what what, what does underposting of speed limits mean? It sounds to me like they are they're they they were getting cl- people. They're tickets. claiming they're claiming that people are going faster than they are. I don't know. Maybe it's.
0: That's what it's sounding mo- like.
1: Yeah, they entrap motorists for financial gain. Apparently, and it does make sense that if you involved a private company in the enforcement, and that's what's going on there, of these uh, of these speeding tickets, that you might see some problems. And, um, why? why? Why would
0: there be any more problems necessarily when you involve a private company as to the because government doing it itself? Because they have
1: gain by enforcing the speeding limits um, on people, and so they so want to the catch government, more people. They want more people, too. Right. Now, if you thought about it for a second, the best way for the for the government to... Unbiasedly um, enforce speed limits would be if they gave the money away. Let's say they gave it to the Red Cross, the United Way, some you know some organization. Mm-hmm. If if it was just to fine you in order to get you to behave in a certain fashion, rather than to generate revenue for a line item in the state or municipal budget, then why not give the money away? But you can't imagine for a second that a government do that. would do that. No, no, because it's not about safety. Right. Let's see. Uh, People aren't able to uh, face their accusers and obtain a trial. That's a 5th, 6th, and 14th Amendment violation.
0: Yeah, can you put the automated robot on the stand that uh, took your picture? (laughs) Right. Then there's the burden of proof
1: reversal, illegal, to coerce the 30%-plus innocent vehicle owners into paying an unjust fine. What if somebody's driving your car? How can you control what they do? How
0: could you be responsible if somebody has borrowed your car to go to the store or something like that? You have no idea what they're doing in your vehicle, and how how that could be expected to be a responsibility is pretty ludicrous.
1: More than 25 studies, even several camera um, promoter ones, reveal that cameras cause more fatalities. In fact... A 10-year analysis of U.S. Now, I know the cameras, the stoplight cameras, this makes perfectly good sense because they
0: end up shortening the yellow duration. Well, that's the engineering stuff they were talking about where they, they tinker with the that. I remember yeah. that story where they shorten the yellow time so more people run the reds and therefore they get more ticket revenue out of it. Absolutely. But that makes it more dangerous because uh, they're, they're just making those intersections more risky as yeah. a result.
1: And I don't think that I want to see tickets given to people who are going 56 miles an hour when it's a 55 posted zone. You know? Yeah. I don't like that. Um, let's see. Camera enforcement, a picture of fraud, proves that seven different analyses of cameras cause more crashes, more injuries, and more fatalities. Seven different studies. Yes. Now, Arizona maintains hundreds of red light cameras, at least in, in 11 cities. The life-saving results from 1995 to 2000, Arizona, um, incurred 200 fatal, uh, fatal disobeyed traffic signal errors. After installing numerous uh, lights, it recorded 227 a 14% increase in red light violation deaths. For comparison, Florida, despite... So
0: after they put the cameras in... More people
1: died. And the reason is, is because people know they're going to get a ticket for running a red light, and they jam on their brakes, the guy behind them slams into their rear end, and people die. Red light cameras... Bad, bad news. one
0: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people that support these things out there. I, I don't know. Do we all want to talk to them? I, sure. <laughs> you like red light cameras? Do Please you think tell me good why idea? they're a good idea. I'd do love you, to hear it. Do you appreciate the Orwellian police state? 800-259-9231. Or you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and even a webcam. It's all free at listen.freetalklive.com. Listen.freetalklive.com.
1: Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audio books, magazines, radio shows, all for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And I know for a fact that they have uh, Ron Paul's Revolution, a Manifesto over there. And you can go see, you know, lot, there's all kinds, 60,000 titles for God's sake. There's lots and lots of titles at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You'll get a free book if you go to that re- website.
0: We are going to get right into your phone calls, but first I want to welcome our brand new affiliate W S N O in Barrie, Barry, Vermont, which is very nearby the capital Montpelier, I believe. Montpelier, yeah. Uh, in uh, in Vermont, it's actually a little bit of a larger. Town Montpelier, it's uh, only got like 8,000 people in it really? for a state capital. Well, and Vermont, not a very populous no. state. And Barrie has, I think, 9,000. So it's actually the bigger metro in the area. So welcome to all of our Barrie listeners on 1450 WSNO. 800-259-9231. If you're getting uh, this show on the Internet, you don't hear it in your local area, on your local favorite talk station, call them up. Tell them, hey, would love to hear free talk live on your station. You never know what they'll do. Might just put us on there. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We started by talking about traffic tickets, these automated traffic control devices, or rather traffic enforcement devices, I suppose. Uh, the red light cameras, and now the speeding cameras as well. Yeah. Uh, seven studies, I believe you said, have come out to show that these cameras are dangerous. They're, their installation is actually causing more fatalities.
1: Yes. Uh, red light cameras, uh, f- according to these studies, a 14% increase in uh, deaths. You know, in, When you're look uh, looking at uh, Arizona from uh, 95 to 2000 and then from 2001 to 2005, that there was a 14% increase with the cameras um, in deaths. And well, I totally believe that.
0: With all of this definitive information, how many governments around the country are just closing up shops, shutting down the cameras, and taking them out?
1: Well, none. They're a revenue generation device. Wait, I thought device. this was
0: about safety.
1: Um, no. So it's not about safety at all, then. Speed cameras also kill. Great Britain's Department of Transportation reported admits on page 43 that STCs cause, and these are the speed cameras, cause a 31% increase in personal injury accidents along major highways in construction zones with the STCs. The increase was 55%.
0: Do you think the government bureaucrats, when they look at this information, just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well. What's a few more deaths? I don't
1: know. I, I can't imagine. I mean, they probably don't see the information presented in the same fashion. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. you can, you know, that's the thing about statistics is you can lie with them if you want. If you, you know, right. look at the reports and you decide that you want it to go a certain way, you can tell lies with them.
0: Let's go to your calls. Dan is on the line in Indiana. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh,
2: good evening, gentlemen. Dan, uh, quick, quick first uh, shout out to uh, your new. We don't do shout uh,
0: outs on on this station. Coming oh, to your
2: new listeners are in WSNO and stuff. I want to let everybody know that this is. Uh, a great show and stuff you guys are going to love it
1: a late uh, uh, a little a little hello
2: okay well, okay I, and Fair I, enough. I, I i love you guys' show and stuff they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna be spoiled by it and stuff it's like um this is a prime rib. You guys are tuned into the prime rib of right. talk shows and stuff. You know what, else, you know what like I can't stand about
0: uh, talk radio? One of the things I can't stand uh-huh. is the back padding. He's not patting your back. He's telling that. people
1: what he thinks about this I show. I
0: understand that. But okay. it, but it's reminiscent of the, if you ever listen to the big name talk shows out there, they always start their show with this well-produced uh, sounder package thing with a deep voice guy and a different uh, you know, show. Sean Hannity is a great American. And then there's you know, ten (laughs) different freedom. Right. right. And then there's ten different callers, people that sound like they're on the phone with Sean. Sean, I love you, man. And you know, you're American. I don't know that Sean does that necessarily. Yes, he does do that stuff. And uh, it was on the Bill O'Reilly show as well, and of course Rush Limbaugh's got one hand tied behind his back. It just it's so lame to me when people and I'm not I'm not picking on you, Dan, it's just that you brought this up. Uh, it's just so lame to me when talk shows spend time actually talking to people about how great they are.
2: Well, yeah, but that's about the host and stuff themselves. I'm talking about your show. And stuff. Well, you're that's right. I mean, Free
0: Talk Live is, is different from yeah. the average talk show in that uh-huh. this isn't the Ian Freeman show or the Mark Ed show. Yeah. It's Free Talk Live. And, I mean, Mark, you were in here with Dennis Goddard last night filling in for me. And that's it, correct. Free Talk yeah, Live can show. go on in the absence of uh, of one of its hosts. In fact, one of our hosts is in a jail cell right now. Uh, I have not heard any updates on that today. Otherwise, I would give it to you. But you can always go to freekeen.com to... Uh, to get the latest on that, but th- these people I wanna, I wanna... that just lavish praise incessantly over their favorite talk show host—I think it really creates uh, an ego situation that is uh, is dangerous. And uh, personally, I've I find it detestable when they waste time doing right. stuff like that on uh, talk right. shows. And so now we've wasted two minutes talking about it. Okay, so okay. Let me ahead. let me
2: get to the business of why called. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Mike Barsky had posted a, t- a traffic ticket or some type of a ticket that he had gotten, and he posted it onto on <clears> to <throat> and it's got some offenses on here. I think some of them would be very, very much ripe for, uh, for uh, activism. But one I, I noticed here, it was on the second page, the third one down it says riding upon motorcycles. Isn't that what you do on a motorcycle? You <laughs> ride upon it?
1: I can't imagine you do anything else with it.
2: <laughs> I know it says it. Riding upon uh, <laughs> statute 265, blah, 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 blah. Huh. Uh, fine is uh, $75.00. Another one is operating a moped without a driver's license. You've got to have a stinking uh, driver's license to operate a
0: moped. I
1: that's bet you hard. that's the case in most places. I could ride a bicycle as fast as a moped in some cases. Uh, yeah. how, how come I don't need a driver's license to operate that? You know, I, know. I think that the idea of driver's licenses you – know, they, made, they made some good sense when you were talking about people driving about 5,000-pound death machines – you certainly want a person to be licensed for that, but when you're talking about a moped, I don't think that person's any more dangerous than a person on a bicycle or on a horse, and less dangerous than a person on a horse, perhaps. And uh, you, you can always talk about somebody swerving into traffic. A horse can do whatever they want, and they're allowed to ride along the side of the road. As a matter of fact, they're allowed to ride on the road in uh, New Hampshire. Do you, need you, to give them, no, do you need a horse no. license. What? No, no, and you have to give them the right of way. Dan, any other thoughts?
2: Uh, that, that ought to take care of
0: it. Thank you thank very you for much. The call, and sir. I'll try not to do any more butt-kicking. Oh, no, it's all, right. it's all right. Well, you know, the show wouldn't be as good without the callers. I uh, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I mean, Mark, can you imagine just listening to three hours of us bantering well, for six, six nights a I week? I can,
1: because that's what talk show hosts um, talk shows sound like. But, you know, that's... Yeah, but the, without anybody the, calling the the you. The idea, I, mean. I, I understand. Uh, the The idea is, is on Free Talk Live, we didn't name the show after the hosts because the show is about the callers. Right. The right. callers are what make the show... Uh, Great. And so, you know, call in and talk about whatever well, I think you want to
0: talk you, I think about. you need competency on the part of the hosts in order to have a good caller-based show. That's us doing our job well. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you can
1: do your job well as a broadcaster without, uh, you know, <laughs> broadcasting your name across the nation. Ah, look, I'm, you know, Mr. Big. How many shows, except for the weekend
0: talk shows, how many uh, talk radio programs are not named after their host? Not Except for, like, many. you know, Home Talk, and cigar shows and stuff like that. I think uh, how many? I think the cigar show, Cigar shows. Dave.
1: Um, at least that guy. That's the yeah. guy's name. Maybe it, maybe it's called something else with Cigar Dave. I don't know. I don't. The know. general. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how many others
1: are there? I think there are there's a handful of many. hot
0: talk shows. I know there's
1: Dave uh, Dan Stefan in the morning or something Doug like that. Steffen. Doug Stefan. Yeah. Sorry. So
0: I think they all go by their names. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up. A former cop has a few things to say about all this drug legalization talk floating around the country. We'll see what he uh, has to say for himself, and it should be interesting. And we'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves.
3: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com
0: Live, it's the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site, we give them away, including the bulletin board system, over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com com. Free Talk
1: Live is brought to you by Termco Life Insurance, protecting your family against financial loss due to untimely death. Call 800-493-7712. It's Termco Life Insurance. And if you have a family, you don't have life insurance, you're leaving them out there and uh, way out on the branch because you could die anytime. Termco Life Insurance, 800-493-7712.
0: Yeah, hopefully you're not expecting the government to take care of your family after you die. Oh, they might in the projects. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up anything. Jerry is on the line in South Carolina, listening to WSCFM. Hello, Jerry.
4: Hey, fellas, how you doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
4: Um, I just want people out there to know that I, you know, I think that the government. I think that people are the real, the runners of the government. Government services is people. People don't services government, and I think that's mixed up. People. Have a misconception
0: of that, but it's not that way. I mean, that's what you're talking about is like an ideal. The reality is the government demands you serve them.
4: You do serve them, you know. Taxes. I mean, you know, some people don't like taxes and you know complain about it. I think not. I mean, you got to have taxes for roads, whatever, blah blah blah. But still, you know, it's just people fear like IRS. You know, they fear they're going to come knock on their door, say they lost their job, and they're going to you know put. Some Unneeded stress on people.
0: you know. Well, people have okay. good reason to fear. Uh, I, would, I fear the IRS. They're scary group of I mean, people. Even
1: if even if you filled out all of your tax forms and you've done a really great job, try to be, be fastidious. If the ta- IRS comes and they decide to audit you, and for some reason they smell a rat, whether it's you know in fa- in fact true or not, they're going to make oh, your definitely. life miserable.
4: Definitely. Yeah, they'll take it down, I guess.
0: And as another example of how it is that the roles have reversed, I mean, again, if government ever was created to serve the people, and, you know, we'll give the founders the benefit of the doubt – uh, if it actually ever was created to serve the people, we now know that it's it's completely been reversed. You pointed out taxes, and you used roads as an excuse for taxes, but I think that there's nothing the government can uh, can do that the marketplace can't do better, including roads. Not to get bogged down in that, however, right? And that's my opinion yeah.
1: is that uh, I agree with you, Ian. But however, I'm a, of the opinion that people don't see roads see roads as a very legitimate form of
0: but of, now the, as role a more of government. now as a more obvious form of how those roles have reversed. Now we actually have the government creating national service programs and saying things like uh, you know that you owe your country a certain amount of service and so we're, uh, they're not going to do it for all adults right off the bat but they are going to do it uh, for kids they're going to force every young person in america hitler into youth. this national service program
4: hitler youth exactly, exactly right saying. i mean that's cool you guys brought that up so you know, well, but, any other
0: thoughts for us tonight jerry
4: um coast to coast am i think that's another show that yes
0: that's a yeah. great point. Coast awesome. to coast. it's a
4: fine yeah. show.
1: And, and, you know, they have gone through uh, with three hosts, hosts there. They had right. uh, George Norrie. Yeah. They had, uh, well, who's the Art Bell's, the big guy. Uh, yep, Art I'm Bell. Art Bell. And, you know, awesome uh, voice. I, I got to
0: meet him one time at one of the conventions. I was yeah. very excited. Right. And, uh, and then there's the there's Ian, filling guys Ian Punnett, Ian the yeah. other chick. Punnett.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I, yep. Thought was, I think it's great. So show.
0: that's a great example of a show that uh, built a brand. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts, but I love the show. <laughs> and you can filter in and out the different hosts. I think that's uh, that's the way to go. Anyway, thanks for the call tonight, Jerry. Appreciate hearing from you. 800- 259-9231. We continue. David, listening to KGEZ in Montana. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
5: Hey, how you doing? Hey. I wish I called up after you to talk about the war on drugs and everything, but
0: that's all right. uh,
5: you're going to do the report about that cop? Is he pro or?
0: Oh, the cop is totally for the war on drugs, so this will be fine. He's going to tell us why the so war on drugs is
5: corrupt. He's one corrupt cop, then. <laughs> That's all. Probably because true. Every, everybody knows that the, it's all corruption, and just the money is too big for it to ever be legalized. But anyway, just like the war on terror, them cameras are placed there to put us all in fear, so we comply with all their... BS laws they're passing right now. but
0: so You're talking about the red light cameras and the speeding cameras we were discussing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're throwing
5: everything at us. Like, and and the, the biggest one is the war on terror. They got people taking their shoes off. They're not worried about bombs and shoes. They're worried about hash and shoes and mm. coke and shoes. That's what yep. they're worried about. And they also
0: want obedience They'll as well. Don't forget the bottles of water. I, I just don't yeah, understand. No, that. no,
5: that is the bottles of water. Is that they you the, you put the cocaine in water, you make it a solution, and then you dehydrate it, and it goes back into the powder form. I
1: thought it was just to uh, give the the, uh, the stores that are in the airport uh, more sales. Yeah, that's probably No, nah,
5: nah, there's No, they smuggle stuff in liquid form, so... Hmm. That it's all about smuggling. That's all in about contraband, like diamonds, jewels. So you're saying they're uh, using cash. the
0: war on terrorism as an excuse to catch more drug? Yeah, look uh, what they're smugglers. doing.
5: Look what they did. The first thing they did was attack a guy that was not going to use the greenback to sell oil anymore. You know. You know, and it's a likely story. I think he, he was, you might
0: be onto something there, Dave. That, that there. A,
5: yeah, it's it's all to you know for the one world you know government you know for everybody to. Have the money in one pool, you know. Plus, it's an important condition. This carbon, this uh, warming, global warming is a, a whole new money thing about uh, carbon taxes.
0: Oh yeah, the, car, carbon it,
5: credit chain. Were you guys talking about that? Carbon credit yeah. exchange. That's but what I think- they're gonna.
0: Thank you, David, for the call tonight. Yeah. Mark, you guys were talking about the, the whole yeah. Even uh, carbon...
1: if global, uh, man-caused global climate change is true, this carbon credit thing that they've got is just a scam as far as taxes go.
0: Sorry, you just a new tax. Weren't you saying something about corn and, and how it was processed? Right. Like in fact, that, yeah, they, they, about? The, the, the increased amount
1: amount of corn that they made for ethanol production. Um, corn is a very bad, uh, you know, exchanger of carbon dioxide for uh, oxygen. It's, it's one of the worst plants out there for that. Hmm. And then you use, of course, big combines to harvest it. And you have to transport this stuff and you have to convert it from corn into ethanol. And, and it turns out that corn actually produces more carbon dioxide than it uh, changes. But it turns out that... There's also nit- nitrogen, and it causes nitrous oxide, which is 300 times the global climate change gas, the greenhouse gas, as carbon dioxide. So in fact, so it's worse. The solution 300 is 300 worse times worse than the they, problem. The government mandated that we make uh, you know corn for ethanol, and then the sci- and the scientists have, essentially they did it based on the word of the scientists, and the scientists, and it turns out some scientists, some 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 scientists, that, and it turns out, oh my gosh. We're sorry, we made that mistake. Uh, it looks like this uh, corn uh, is, is, wow. is, you know, causing us all kinds of problems. It's it's speeding up global warming. If they're, you know, I'm of the opinion that I'm I'm sort of stuck in the middle. I can't really tell whether global warming's true or not. And, and I've certainly heard all the uh, arguments from Republican
0: talk shows. But how amazingly! Typical. But I don't want to
1: take the word of Republican talk show hosts yeah. over scientists. Don't take our word either.
0: Yeah, I do, uh, but don't. It, so. But it's it's amazingly typical that the government solution is worse than the original problem. Yep. Same thing with the war on drugs. I mean, the government's solution to people using drugs to crack down to try to stop them has created more It's drug worse than, the dr- than drug use. Well, yes, and the actual war, uh, the damage that comes from the war, the people that are sitting in prison that are peaceful, the, uh, the overdoses from impure batches of uh, underground product, uh, the, the government's pr- always, it's almost every single time, either whatever it is the government puts in place is just inefficient and sloppy, or it's downright dangerous. It's downright, uh, you know, the, the far worse. Nothing worse could possibly have ever happened than what the government cho- chose as a solution. It's, it seems that way sometimes. You know, when you use force um, and
1: that's what government is, uh, you know, it's all it is, is you have to force people to do things. Right. Because certainly people should be forced not to do certain things like committing murder, or robbing people and things like that. But when you're talking about them doing what they want with their lives and they haven't hurt anyone, they haven't caused any property damage, right. they haven't stolen from anyone. Well, that's their business, not yours.
0: Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, still to come, since we spoke briefly about the drug war, we're going to get deep into it with a warrior. And, you know, it's difficult to find drug warriors out there who will actually stand up for their drug war, with the exception of uh, the the current cops. This is a former cop. And... We can't get them on the show, though. No. I mean, these drug warriors do not come on our show. On our show. So we just kind of have to read what they have to say for themselves, and uh, we'll share that with you here in a few moments. Also, take your calls about what you want. If you're on the line, we'll get to you first. Free Talk Live, 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800 259 9231. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com and if you like this show you want to help support free talk live shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com when you are enter amazon through that link free talk live will get a percentage of your purchase so whatever it is that you need to buy they probably sell it there at amazon dozens of categories used items even if you need to save a few extra bucks amazon.freetalklive.com we continue with your phone call steven is on the line in colorado stephen you're on free talk live
6: you guys are great Americans. will cut it out.
1: <laughs> Let freedom ring.
6: <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I usually, in fact, never do um, shameless self-promotion when calling into your show. But I wrote an article on Nolan Chart. In oh, that Free, was you, Sam Dodson. Yes, sir. Excellent. And um, it, it obviously discusses the the Sam case, which. If you want to sum it up, up for the listeners who don't yes, know Yes, I do
0: I... want to do that, actually. Very good. Uh, yeah, if you're just tuning in, our friend Sam, uh, co-host on the show during the week, Sam Dodson from ObscuredTruth.com. He's a documentarian. He was arrested in the local court here in the Keene, New Hampshire area for attempting to record in the court lobby. And they're supposed to allow cameras in the courtroom. Right. But there's no even... law
1: against recording in the court lobby. I, you know, I mean, the,
0: right. the, the, some of the arguments are
1: that uh, there's what, rape what victims. About the, what in about there. The rape victims? And I understand, and that's a legitimate, uh, legitimate uh, argument. However, a there's no law, so making laws up on the spot is not acceptable. Calling it disorderly conduct, not acceptable. Secondly. They wouldn't have been trying to record in the lobby if the judge had let cameras in the courtroom in the first place. This was all started by a judge who didn't want cameras in his courtroom and wanted to, uh, you know, wanted to. I'm sorry, you know, like hide what he was doing, and that's
0: wrong. So they arrested Sam. They charged him with disorderly conduct, resisting
1: arrest. if, If you don't stand up for your rights then you don't have them.
0: And Sam is standing right. up for your rights right now right. by uh, by staying in jail. He has been in there now for uh, coming up on two full weeks as a result of this, and they are not allowing him to... He could leave at any time. Uh, like he's, It's pretty much been made clear that he could go home if he wants to. He, he could leave if he obeys, and that's the thing. It's It's all about obedience, as right. we were talking about before, and it, you'll hear us talk about it again. It's... Uh, the, the the judge wants Sam to essentially bow down to him and give his name, give his legal name to the court, even though they know what his legal name is. Right. And you have the right to remain
1: silent. Remember, that's what so it says say. in the cop shows. Yeah. If you have the right to remain silent, then, well, you should be able to remain silent and not give your name. And if you right. have the right to a speedy trial, they shouldn't be able to put you in uh, jail for an indeterminate amount of time the rest of your life. For not speaking. Well, they'll let using, him out and enacting that right to the, you know, right to, uh, excuse me, right to remain silent.
0: It's my understanding that he can get out in one of two ways. He can get out by giving them his name, or he can give them ten thousand dollars in cash. Well, That's a bond. What about the speedy right. trial? How come he can't have a speedy trial? Well, maybe they'll give him one after he gives them ten thousand dollars in cash or his or his name. Yeah. But you're right, Mark. Well, yeah, they're, and, they're clearly going back on their own promises and their own, you know, the 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 things they've right. always claimed about their well, system. The idea that uh, the government runs by a set of
1: rules. We're a nation of laws. No, we're not. Nonsense. We're a nation of bureaucrats that do what the hell arbitrary. they want. Arbitrary. It's arbitrary.
0: All right. Go ahead, Stephen, with your thoughts.
6: Okay. Uh, well, I've posted a, a link to this to this article that I wrote, uh, which again is called uh, "Free Sam Dodson," mm-hmm. uh, and. I, I posted a link to it on a libertarian forum that I frequent, uh, which happens to be associated with your show, um, uh, called the Free Talk Live Forum. The BBS, <laughs> and yes, then sir. a couple of uh, a couple of more liberal uh, forums that I, I used to frequent more in the past, not so much anymore, uh, because you know when I was a liberal, uh, you know I I very much feared and, and hated the, the police state and police state stuff like this and i'm just really amazed that on on the free talk live forum and on these li- other liberal forums the the bashing of sam that comes i just i just don't get it what what kind anybody. of bashing
1: uh, we don't read well, i don't we, read the bbs to me i hardly BBS. ever go there <laughs> i mean i I, yeah. I you know when i post i read the, those posts but i don't get to see mm-hmm. the whole picture
6: right uh, it's it's basically sam's a screwball he needs to be put in a rubber room anybody who defends sam is is obviously not I mean none of it has substance, but it's it's people who think that uh uh basically he's he's nuts and even if the judge is wrong, which some of them do admit that yeah, the judge is wrong, uh Sam's wrong too, because what he should have done is just uh basically kowtowed and done what they said. He
0: should have begged permission to record instead of exercising yeah. his right to record because in the first amendment it says there's a right to freedom of the press and mm-hmm. if you have a right you shouldn't have to ask permission right. to do it. And,
6: and- and when the First Amendment was written, what was the press? It was anybody with access to a press. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a specific core who had some kind of license right. uh, given by the government or anything like that. It was. Right. It was anybody who could access the press.
0: So you're and, saying uh, that? Uh, well, first of all, some of the people on the Free Talk Live BBS are a little on the ornery side and oh, yeah, trollish. <laughs> so inevitably, you're going to get the, that response there. Uh, sure. But but what are you getting from the liberal forums? You were saying.
6: It, it's I've, – I've been getting the same thing. Much Sam, It's crazy. Who, who does this guy think he is? Things so like that. So he's crazy Nothing for challenging
0: some... the system. He's crazy for standing exactly. up for his
6: freedom.
1: I'm he's sure crazy. they said the same thing in England in the uh, 1770s about our founding fathers.
6: Right. Well, I'm sure that somebody said that that uh, – that, uh, um, now I can't think of her name. Rosa Parks. That she she should have just gone ahead and you know sat where the bus driver told her to, I to, bet you there to, were that. a
0: lot of people that said that back then. How dare yeah, even she, a, she? Even a
6: lot of even a lot of black people probably yeah, right. were saying, You know saying stuff like that. I, I remember back uh, we talked about boxing the other day when Muhammad Ali came on the scene. You know being very flamboyant and saying black is beautiful. And he's proud to be black. And Joe Lewis, who had been the heavyweight champ uh, fifteen years earlier, also a black guy said that he needs
0: to just shut his mouth and and, mm. and know his place. Uh, so yeah, maybe, you know what that attitude. it goes back to what some have said about slavery and how effectively it's actually enforced not by the yep. taskmasters but by the other slaves. Right, and Harriet
1: Tubman said I've I've freed a thousand slaves but I could have freed thousands more if they'd only known they were slaves.
0: Think yeah, about well, that people Think about it right
1: book. now. Are you a slave? If you're paying mm, half of your income in taxes, whether it's income tax, property tax, social security tax, uh, you know, gas tax, think of all the taxes that you have to pay, cell phone tax, if you're paying half of your income, and you are, that makes you half a slave. If, mm-hmm. if you're only you half a slave, slave. are you free?
0: Freedom, no. to me, seems like a total arrangement. Stephen, what other thoughts do you have?
6: That's about it. I appreciate it, you guys.
0: Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You're right, Mark. In the in the history of civil disobedience and non-cooperation, inevitably there are going to be a lot of people that say, "Hey, What are you doing? You can't rock the uh, tip over the apple cart. I mean, we've got ourselves a nice life here. There's television and and Internet and and, uh, and beer and football and all kinds of things for us to do. What are you doing going out there challenging this system? This is a nice system. It's the best system in the world. How dare you get out there with your video cameras and your microphones and you try to record a court trial, which is allegedly a public thing. How dare you? How dare you question this system and how dare you disobey the judge? I am upset because I am imagining what would happen to me if I was in your position and it's scary and you're doing scary things stop it
1: well I understand I do understand to some extent um if if the civil disobedience is followed up with people who are loud in your face and um you know not very uh, cordial or civil then I can understand why people dislike that because nobody likes uh, you know people that are that are brash and, that didn't and in your face here just saying some people feel that way right so what one needs to come um, step forward with their civil disobedience is from a place of love honesty and respect
0: that is totally what sam is doing he I'm is just totally saying. coming from a place I'm not of, saying he's not. of love and loving his enemies in this case the evil men who are uh, putting him in a prison cell they're 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 doing evil things and you know what in the name of good they believe they're doing the right thing but what they're doing is actually harming people and it's these these folks that are getting upset about it that it's, it's 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 you know it's kind of scary to them it's scary to them to imagine what it might mean if someone like Sam were to be able to get away with recording in a courtroom it would be chaos it would be anarchy he'd be d- disobeying the system and the system itself will cave in and in fact if you read what the judge writes in his orders he makes it sound like somebody acting out of line or whatever out of outside of his orders will destroy the justice system when I went in there and I was arrested after speaking two words out of turn, that's basically what that judge said in his written order later. This, you know, you you put the whole justice system in peril by not obeying. And so disobedience on the part of others scares people because it means that there are folks that are no longer being cowed by the system, that there are folks that are willing to stand up and take some risks. And that means change is coming. And change is a very frightening thing for change people. Change
1: happens every day all around the world. I'm sorry, sure you know, it does. But, you know, if, but it's still scary I, I for people. And I agree that changes that aren't my idea stink. But you've you got to accept that in the world. That's, the world is all about change. Global climate change. Of course, well, the they'll have to accept
0: change. it later. But initially, the response is going to be that cognitive dissonance, uh, where they've they've had this old uh, these old ideas built up in their minds for the longest time, and then somebody like Sam comes along and just throws a monkey wrench into the whole the right. Whole the, thing. the reaction to cognitive
1: dis- dissonance could be a variety of things, but what uh, what it can often be is anger and denial.
0: Speaking of denial, uh, we'll talk about a cop coming up here who
7: wants to keep the war on drugs going strong. Hour two's coming up. You can dial in and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is, life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gill specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no obligation quote. Call 800 493 7712. 800 493 7712. That's 800 493
5: 7712.
0: Talk live, entering into hour number two of the Saturday edition of the program. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites because you know they're so special like that. Uh, we give ours away at freetalklive.com, and we continue with your phone calls. Starting with Chris in Florida, listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, Chris. Hi. you are on Amen. the air, Chris. What's on your mind tonight?
8: Oh, I just want to say that the war on drugs is a war on Americans, and they talk about stopping the violence of the drug cartels and the you know the way to do that is by legalization. You know there's not uh, you know the corona people you don't hear about them going out and shooting the Tecate people or the Dosekis people you you know, sure the don't. whole you know the problems are all created by the you know if Americans have the rights and people don't like to drink, I can't drink, I feel like I've been poisoned if I drink, I fall asleep instantly if I drink, I can't you know. We can't work or do anything. I've you not know, I I do, you know, do any of that with marijuana, but at the end of the day, when I get off work, I should have a right as a citizen to make a decision what I want to do and not be told, no, we like this or we don't like this. And That's right. You're you a big boy,
1: it, and you can make your own decisions for your life. Yeah, I was told I was free in this country. You, if were you look to. at the
8: history of the drug wars, you know, a lot of that was all based on, they said, take it like racist things, like and they, black people go rape white women. And it's really just, it's amazing that no one's made it up for about all the, the history of the drug. They don't want to admit that, you know, we can't control them. And, you know, we want to be able to tell our citizens what they can do and what they can't. And, you know, the amount of money they could raise by taxation and get rid of the crime. Other people that make half a million dollars a year and pay no taxes because it's illegalization. It and they could, you know by taxing it to get rid of the crime associated with it and the money could go to legitimate businesses and be taxed instead of, you know, just all the crime that's, you know, right now, because no, there's no control. When, there's, when I was 14 years old, I could buy any drug I wanted in my school smoking room, but I couldn't buy beer because it was you had to be 21 to buy beer.
0: Yeah, it so. is trickier for young people to get their hands on legal products than it is illegal. You just summed up, I think, pretty much all the main points yeah. against the the war on drugs and in favor Thanks of Thanks for freedom. running the show, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we were going to hit all these things, and uh, you took it.
0: Yeah, you just sucked up well, an entire uh-huh. hour's worth of content. No, that was great, dude. <laughs> yeah. and, thank you. And thank all you. Right. Any other thoughts? I've,
8: Oh, well, my last thing, if I had the money, I'd run a commercial that just show two 12-year-olds trying to buy alcohol and have the, you know, clerk, of course, ask for the ID. They say no, and then say, come on, I've got an ID, and they go over to some guy and get the shadiest-looking bike you can get to sell him some pot and say, you want some Coke, too, you know, and have that kind of commercial because it's, I mean, wow. I, I've met people that, most of my parents, friends, everybody agree that, you know, the way to, you know, get rid of the crime is to get rid of the, you know, the crime is the fact that, it's illegal so that's my thoughts thank you for letting me express it
0: you nailed it chris thank you for the call tonight 800-259-9231 though let's point out i mean come on we all know that even though it's easier for kids to get marijuana than it is to get alcohol it's certainly the legality of alcohol is not or the illegality of teens drinking alcohol and the the legality of adults being able to drink it has not prevented kids from getting their hands on it no i
1: I think uh, you know i probably got my first beer without uh, parental consent at age 15 I'd have been 16 I think um, uh, you know so obviously that's what six years ahead of the 21 uh, <laughs> year old break that uh, you know yeah. at, my, at my time of course it moved up from 18 19 there's plenty of people listening uh, you know that you know those were the, the rules then so you know and when you look at Europe and um, you know they're, they're drinking you know the way they drink with meals and things like that I feel that kids are taught this important important uh, fact of life. Ninety something percent of people listening, and I don't know what percentage, but it it begins with a nine um, of people listening have had alcohol at some point in their life and a good percentage of them drink it on a pretty regular basis. So to me, that's an important part of life. And parents should be able to teach their kids about it. They can't teach them about it legally because they're 21. They should, you know, likely they're moved out of the house at that point. So who's going to teach these kids? Their friends, pimply faced yep. teenagers who don't know, who anything. Don't know anything are going to right. teach your kids about alcohol. Why? Because politicians said it was a good idea and Mothers Against Drunk Drivers is just ramming it through. They got a lobby. But who's the lobby for underage drinkers? That's why nobody. Kids, nobody's the lobby for common sense. Yeah. No, tell tell me a lobby for common sense. Does Washington have one
0: lobbyist group that, that is for common sense? There's the Coalition for Common Sense here in New Hampshire, but that's not uh, in Washington. So, no, I can't tell you. No. Uh, but what I will say is that even though alcohol is illegal, kids can still get their hands on it. And you're right, Mark. You point All the things you point out are dead on accurate. One of the reasons why we've got problems with binge drinking in this country is because of the prohibition on young people being able to drink alcohol. Now, look, I'm not advocating that young people go out and get wasted. But what I'm telling you is that's what's happening. It's right. happening right now.
1: Right. Whether, I, whether I get on the radio and say that uh, people should be able to drink under underage or not, It doesn't matter. People are drinking underage. I drank underage. You drank underage. And likely most of the people in the sound of my voice drank underage. And I'm fortunate that I didn't get
0: arrested for drinking underage uh, during the time that I uh, was doing so. Right now, while we're speaking, it's Saturday night in America. And I can tell you that right now, across the country, there are high schoolers getting together. Somebody's parents are out of town. And the high schoolers have gotten their hands on a keg. You know, that's illegal and everything, but they managed to do it anyway. They've gotten their hands on a keg because some 21-year-old guy wants to come and pick up the high school chicks. And they're all getting together, and they're going to get drunk tonight. And some of them are going to drive home. Right. Now, if, if that parent is a
1: resource to that kid, and that parent has talked to them about alcohol and how, look, I, I, you know, I, I, I know you're going to drink. And you know, if you decide to drink, if you decide to drink, please. Let me be the one that you call. Yeah. If you have more than two beers, please call me. I'll come we'll pick fi- you up. We'll figure out what to do with your car. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Please call me because you're yeah. that important to me. But if Rather I'm, than, oh, my God, I can't believe, you could have been, you spent the night in jail. It would have been good for you. Right. You know, screaming at them and teaching yeah, them lessons. Yeah, and then
0: lessons. punish them so they hate you. But, well, so then so then that you
1: aren't a resource. I don't know whether yeah. they're going to hate you or not. But you're not going to go to the person
0: who yells at you for the behavior when you commit the behavior yeah. when they did the same exact thing when they Absolutely. were when they were 18. So don't. Forget, it's a it's a persuasive point going back to what Chris had said. It's a persuasive point to say that well, kids have a tougher time getting their hands on alcohols compared to marijuana. So therefore, we should legalize all of these drugs. But that won't prevent them still from getting their hands on it. They will get their hands on alcohol. In fact, what I'd like to point out is that if it were possible for not only young people to drink alcohol at younger ages, and I don't think there should be a minimum age. I think the ages should be set by the store owners who are selling the product. If and store the parents owner, of
1: those uh, those kids. I think that's the more important. Sure, person. sure.
0: But if a store owner says, uh, "Look, I don't sell to kids under the age of 18, then that's their policy, and that might be set based on the parents that come in. in there, Ireland,
1: you can buy a beer as long as you can get up to the bar and the bar. I 'll serve it to
0: you that's awesome that's the way it should be so that would that would allow American kids to grow up being taught about alcohol at younger ages and how to handle it how to drink responsibly, and we'd have less problems as a result of that fewer. similarly fewer similarly, if drugs were legal and i don't mean and i'm talking about no minimum age here if if all drugs were legal and there was no minimum age to buy it and again, it was just up to the store owner to who he wanted to sell it to then these kids. That are right now huffing paint thinner, Because free on. it's easy to get. Freon. Let's see, what else? Gasoline? Metallic,
1: metallic uh, spray paint.
0: Spray paint? Sure. Now, these are the most dangerous
1: drugs your kids can do because they do immediate damage to their brain. You know, uh, you, you could live forever doing uh, morphine or heroin or whatever. I'm not saying you'll live the most productive life, but there have been a lot of opium addicts. That oh, have, as uh, long
0: as you get your dosage right, which is difficult with the, the it's black difficult market in the drugs, yeah. Uh, but... We've got a situation today where kids who otherwise might just smoke some pot and get high, if they can't get their hands on the marijuana, they might just go and huff something, and that's even more dangerous. Look, you can say all the bad things you want about marijuana. It makes you lazy. It'll grow. If you're a man, you'll grow breasts. You can you can throw out. Yeah, you can all tell whatever lies the, you'd like. Right. All of the cliches, but there is no evidence. None that marijuana has ever caused any, the consumption of smoked marijuana has ever caused any deaths. So you compare that to huffing things, people have died instantly from doing that kind of heart attacks and things like that. Well, don't forget,
1: don't forget, uh, you know, huffing like like gas and then lighting a cigarette. Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole
0: building goes up. So so, you know, you have to ask yourself, do you care about young people? And if you care about young people and their live uh, and their health and how well they are uh, taking care of themselves then you should allow them to experiment with some of these safer uh, safer drugs out there like marijuana because if you don't if you disallow it they're going to do it anyway and then like you said Mark they're going to get together with their buddies who are also 15 and hey have you tried huffing some paint thinner you think right. you think I'm being uh, unrealistic here? You when think you that's clamp not down, happening?
1: That buddy, that that idiot that thinks that the huffing paint is a good idea becomes the resource, not you. This is
0: Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You dial in, bring up anything. The toll free number is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. dot com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including The bulletin board system, the archives, live streams, we've got it all, and it's all free for you at freetalklive.com.
1: According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. You can put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. You can get a free account today over at privacyharbor.com because normal email isn't secure. Privacyharbor.com.
0: Toll-free, 800-259-9231. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Justin listening to WFLA in Tampa. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, just great. What's on your mind tonight?
9: Uh, I wanted to talk about the previous caller who said that if you were to legalize marijuana, that the, the violence over the border would actually lessen. Okay. That's uh, that. I don't really think that that would, be, that would actually happen.
0: You're example, right. I agree I know, with you. I agree go, with go you. Go ahead and tell, tell us why, though.
9: Okay, in Hillsborough County, we we recently netted oh what was it at least four million dollars worth of cocaine, and a bunch of weapons that they were shipping across over to, to the United States via um, tires.
1: Mm-hmm. So the drug I war is over.
9: Cart- oh, I wish. <laughs> the cartels are busy fighting over the cocaine trade routes. It's not marijuana. Marijuana Absolutely. is not good. Marijuana is not really as expensive as cocaine is.
0: Well, uh... so they're not making as much money. Well, let's be fair. Um, you're right. You can probably make a little bit more money on cocaine, but up at the upper echelons of the drug-dealing business and the black market, if you're doing deals in hundreds of pounds of marijuana, you're talking about some pretty big money. Um, and so there is a, a propensity for violence when you get up to those levels and double-crossing and things like that. Um, oh, yes. But but your observation is true, uh, that if we were to legalize uh, tomorrow, if the government people were to legalize marijuana, it would not significantly reduce the violence associated with the drug trade because – the drug criminals would still be operating in the, the realm of cocaine and heroin and, and meth and all of the other drugs. So that's exactly. why full and total legalization is the only viable option. If we actually want safety, uh, to be, to be returned for the most part to America's streets, because then you take the cocaine and the other drugs out of the hands of the cartels and you put it in the hands of American businessmen. Then you've got quality products being offered in a legitimate marketplace where users, if they, if they have a complaint, they can go to the company and complain or whatever, uh, it would just be such a better situation and would take all of the violence out of it because the, the cost would be dramatically lower. How do you feel about that? Okay.
9: Well, um, I agree on the part where you're saying legalizing marijuana, but when you start legalizing coke, when you start legalizing X, when you start legalizing these other drugs that will kill you within you know one
10: or two doses, well, they alcohol will, kill, will you kill you very too. quickly. Wait a minute. Well, now, So, will,
1: so will many prescription drugs kill you? And you know, they're they're still out there. You can take overdoses of uh, overdoses even of many uh, over the counter drugs. Most people don't want to kill themselves; they want to get
0: high. How do you like it when? Uh, have you ever had your house broken into or your car broken into? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, if you could try to imagine for a moment what it's been like, Mark. You've had your car broken into. I've had mine broken into. Um, and things were stolen. Um, and odds are good that those crimes. If you talk to most cops and they're honest with you, they'll tell you that most thieving crimes and other violent crimes out there are in some way connected to somebody who was looking for some money for their next hit a crack, or whatever it was, heroin, cocaine, whatever it was they were looking for. And so I guess I have to ask you then, do you like having your family at risk and having your possessions uh, at risk from theft and violence?
9: That's just, a problem inherent in society. No, 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 no. It's a problem created by
1: people that make drugs illegal. If those drugs were not illegal, then those people wouldn't be committing those crimes. It's not for to them.
0: say that it would be utopia in the absence of drug How could laws. It? It be. Certainly, there are always going to be psychotic people out there that are going to do crazy things. But you talk to any honest cop, and they'll tell you the super majority of, of theft and other violent crimes that have to do with somebody losing something valuable or you know, being held up or whatever have to do with somebody who is looking for money for drugs. And the reason for that is because those drugs are illegal. And when they're illegal, then the people that do business in those areas have an incentive to mark them up significantly to make the risk they're taking worthwhile, and so, therefore, these uh, drugs are on the street at uh, thousands of percentage points higher than their actual market value would likely be in the absence of prohibition. And so it's that price point that drives users, who most of them can't afford a cocaine or a crack habit, uh, to, to steal things and to uh, to hold up liquor stores and things like that in order to get the money for their fix. So you can say to yourself that, well, it's great that drugs are illegal because somebody might hurt themselves, but that's mm-hmm. really just an excuse to make yourself feel better about prohibition. Right.
1: You'd hate to think that you support a program that, in fact, puts my family at danger from being robbed by a crack addict, wouldn't you?
9: In all honesty, we need to keep these drugs off the street. I understand where it's coming from. About They're, the not the They're not off the street, off the streets. The drugs They're are on to, the streets, and people are killing each the other the for them. And the drugs are killing them. How many people we, are oh, you? I, wait, know, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait! wait be just Before you go on, before you go on, sir, I want to correct you. I could jump off a cliff tomorrow. Do you think mm-hmm. that's my right? Oh
3: yeah.
1: Okay, so I can kill myself by jumping off a cliff, but I can't kill myself by overdosing on cocaine or have a life dedicated to cocaine or heroin or something. One of these drugs. Hmm. It's a good point.
0: It, it is. really is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all My about life. freedom. I it's get, all about you own yourself. I own me. We get to pick. Well, ideally, that would be nice if we actually owned ourselves. But the existence of That's these the prohibition truth. laws, no,
9: we, can- we don't.
0: That's, that's the truth. <laughs> and that's the problem. They they would like you to believe that they own you, but they don't in point of fact actually own you. So people go out there and they use the drugs anyway even though they are illegal. And sir, I'd like to point out that well, I don't know what they taught you in uh, in government school, but I remember what they taught me and that was that these drugs are bad and they'll put holes in your brain and blah 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 blah. Now, there are some bu- drugs they that are, are worse than others, okay? But what we they have are. Some there are, are worse some others. worse than others, right. but when
1: but you make this sweeping statement like marijuana's as bad as cocaine, no, you do no, a disservice. I, not He's on marijuana, all. right? Marijuana not
0: bad. I know you didn't. Let's talk about the other drugs briefly here, because okay. when people talk about how dangerous these drugs are, they don't really have the full story. One of the reasons why I mean, people die from overdosing is because they're getting a an amount of product that is concentrated typically at a higher level than they were expecting to. So a heroin user that is regularly purchasing a certain amount of heroin from his dealer, if his dealer ends up with a batch for whatever reason, a mistake in the lab or something like that, ends up with a batch of heroin that's you know three or four times as powerful as he's normally selling out and doesn't realize it There's now no quality control in this. Right. Then that user is expecting the same as he's normally uh, used to getting then injects four times as much and has himself an overdose. Or there's an impurity factor where this these products are being made, as you're pointing out, no quality control in the backs of people's sheds and, and the bathrooms and things like that. And so, uh, so there could be impurities in these drugs that could also cause problems. It's not to say that purely, uh, pr- let's say that heroin or, or cocaine or whatever was made in a manufacturing facility under quality controlled conditions. That's not to say you couldn't overdose on drugs like that. As you pointed out, Mark, people, over- most most people prescriptions. overdose by mistake. Right, but people overdose on prescription drugs. You don't drugs. have
9: to overdose on, on most of these drugs for them to kill you. X will kill you with one dose. Really? No. Where did
0: you hear that? <laughs> X okay, used to got, be a prescription drug, dehydration. man.
9: Dehydration. Wait, what? To will, will raise your body temperature to horrible amounts. If you don't know what you're doing, it'll kill you.
0: Okay, okay. You're saying one dose. You. Hold on. You're saying one dose of MDMA yes. will kill somebody if their body overheats? That's what it does. Where did Where did you hear about this?:
9: My father is a detective. He worked for years. So he's a a drug warrior then So Mm -hmm.
0: your dad is a fully indoctrinated drug warrior You hang on for a moment, I'm going to bring you back We'll talk a little bit about MDMA It's one of my favorite drugs 800-259-9231 It's a CAI toll-free line You can bring up anything I wonder if your dad has tried MDMA Oh wait, he's afraid it's going to kill him, right? 800-259-9231 I don't remember how many times I've done it Probably at least 10, 15 times at this point Free Talk Live, you take control This is Free Talk Live. We're back with more. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI. toll free Freeline Saturday edition of the program. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. SACL C A I oh the longtime super supporting sponsor of this show. Great guys over there. All right, so we continue taking your phone calls and Justin has hung on the line very patiently. And by the way, visit us on our website at freetalklive.com where we've got the shrine of female listeners, ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show at shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, Justin, bringing you back, I don't want you all to right. feel like I'm jumping down your throat here or anything like that, but let's talk no, frank. Not at all. Let's talk frankly and honestly about this evil drug called MDMA. Now, um well, the- the purpose yes.
9: of my call was actually for the violence thing, but we we can discuss MD, MDMA. For I a would like to seconds. discuss
0: it because the information you put out there in the last segment was partially inaccurate, and I, I want to explain exactly where it was accurate and where it was inaccurate. And it's in not fact, a surprise to me that you have this information uh, in your head because, as you pointed out, your dad was uh, a dr- part of the drug war for a number of years in the narcotics squad. Now, is it and possible? Also
9: on top of that, I have also seen the bodies in the ER of these kids who have sat there and done this at the clubs and dropped. Yeah.
0: I understand. Okay, so it's, I a, it's a realistic concern you. because you're right, MDMA does increase in kernel in internal core temperature. However, just taking MDMA and doing nothing will not result in uh, an overheating experience. The kids you're talking about are going into a, you know, a rave situation typically. Sometimes they don't have very good air conditioning. And there's a lot of people in there and so it gets hot. Over, overloads the air conditioners. And uh, in a lot of cases they dance their butts off. They dance, and a lot of them take uh, more than a, an average dose. Okay, so they've taken a lot of uh, of MDMA, and they're dancing like crazy, and that of course increases their uh, temperature even more, and it's absolutely possible for them to overheat. And it is possible dancing killed to die. them, kids. There is no doubt about that. However, if uh, they are hydrating themselves appropriately, then that's not uh, typically a problem. Now, one of the things that's interesting about prohibition is some of the unintended consequences that come from it. So, for instance. When MDMA was legal in the early 1980s, people were getting together and using it, and in, uh, in, I think it was da- the Dallas, Texas area was where it was very popular back then. And they were getting together, and they were using it very safely and enjoying Excuse themselves.
9: Excuse me, I have a question for you. What, sure. what is the average dose for MDMA?
0: I think it's about 100, 100, uh, 100 to
9: 125 uh, milligrams. 100, 100, 100 to 100, 125 milligrams. So the guy at the club that's got, you know, the one with the elephant on the pill, he's going to be able to know exactly to give you 125 milligrams.
1: Well, now you're talking about a problem with the drug war. The fact is, dosage is a problem that the drug war has created. You you know exactly how much aspirin you're taking when you take an aspirin. You know how much alcohol you're getting when the bottle says 80 proof. You don't know how much drug you're getting when you take a pressed pill from some drug dealer because it's illegal
0: right because the because of again we're talking about un, unintended consequences of prohibition you're right you don't know exactly what you're getting plus in many cases in a club situation you'll have people going in and selling what they are t- what is called ecstasy or or called the beans, beans where it's not just MDMA in fact there's yeah. Right. There's yes. a good chance. There... I know that.
1: I understand. That. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, I understand. But that, you understand. that's a problem of the drug war. But we're right? having... that, that's a reason why it should be legal, not a reason to keep it illegal. We're having being, it being illegal is the reason that that we have that problem. The conversation here, Justin. Justin, the conversation in
9: the hands of the kids.
1: What? No. They, the that's, drugs are already in the, from the from hands of the kids. kids. Uh, do you think that? The, do you think that uh, uh, making alcohol legal? Do you think that making alcohol legal puts in the hands of kids? The alcohol ban on kids. No, That's, I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying no. do you think okay. that alcohol being legal right now puts it in the hands of children?
9: Being legal right now, yeah, but not to the extent that, that not to the extent that legalizing it for like 16 year olds would do.
1: Well, and I'm not. We're, my we're my partner and I disagree. My partner and I disagree on this. I believe um, that alcohol should be legal for parents, uh, you know, to, to be able to do what they wish, and then drugs, as a, at the very least, as a step, should be legal for adults to do.
0: Okay, can we get back to talking about uh, the the unintended consequences of prohibition here, because when we were talking about overheating with MDMA, and I was explaining that uh, these, you know, people are buying these uh, pills in the clubs, they're taking them in a club. In a lot of cases, uh, with the underground raves, and I don't know how often those still go on today, but in a lot of cases, with underground raves, and sub-club owners will turn off the water in the bathrooms at their location, so they can encourage the kids to buy $5 bottles of water in their clubs, and some kids, you know, they're just not going to do it, and so because the water is not available for them to hydrate themselves, they're getting they're getting they're getting overheated and they are dying and that's that's a reality of uh, the situation. But it's because of prohibition that these things are happening. Raves wouldn't have to be underground if they were legal. If it were legal to do these things, then they wouldn't have to be hiding yeah. out doing them. And so at uh, of what age
9: should these drugs be available?
0: Well, I think at they should age? be available at any age you want to. Uh, a store at, at owner age. wants to sell them.
9: At any age. So we've got your, your normal 15-year-old who really doesn't know much about life That's wants true. to get high as quickly as possible. So he's going to take more than what he needs to do, and he's going to kill himself.
1: Well, it's possible. Now, think for a second that if you're... It's not possible. Now, now, that think a, think, a, think for a second. I want you to step into a new paradigm, all right? Imagine for a second that your father, um, you know, knows that it's likely that you're going to want to do some kind of mind-altering substance, you know, becomes a resource for you. You go to him. You say to him, Dad, I think I'd like to do, you know, some, some dangerous drug. You pick it. Crack. Um, and he says, well... Crack wouldn't
0: exist if it weren't for the it, on drugs. I
1: understand. I'm just picking something uh-huh, that sounds no, horrible. No, no,
9: no, no. Crack would exist because it hits harder than Coke.
1: I don't it's cheaper see. To make and it see it's a tough. Cook. It this is a tough argument to happen. have. This is a tough argument to have. Ian. crack might very well exist without the war on drugs. It was created during the war on drugs. You don't know. You can't just say. Um, but so, say you want. You go to dad and say, "I want some crack." Your dad says, "Well, man, that crack's dangerous stuff, uh, and and you've got to be careful with it." And you say, I, "Dad, I really want crack. I want to try it out." Okay. So your dad's going to know better and help you with the dosage, that kind of thing. It's I wouldn't let better. my kid cry. Try crying. What are you going to do? That's you crazy. and I
9: it's... and the majority of our listeners are, listeners know that, that, unfortunately, a lot of parents out there aren't as responsible as that.
1: And so are you suggesting that through taxation that I become the parent of all of those uh, the, those children that aren't parented properly?
9: Pretty much that's the way it is now.
1: Uh, yes, it is. And, and my my question is, do you think that's right?
9: Of course it's not right. There you go. But again, we're digressing from the main point of my argument, which was the drug violence.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, we, we kept you on for something besides the drug violence, but we'll go on. Please, expound.
9: Okay. You legalized marijuana. Good to go. You legalized coke. Not so good.
1: Why? Now, how is, now, now, alcohol certainly had, when it was prohibited, a great deal of violence that went with it. You bet. How is it that you believe that somehow that the violence will... Increase with ca- cocaine being uh, become legalized. I would think that it would decrease.
9: Would it increase or would it decrease?
1: Yeah, I would the think violence, it would...
9: there's there's a good possibility it would decrease because the, the because the government wouldn't wouldn't deep sanction it. Is, isn't
1: but that a
0: good thing?
9: In exchange for deaths in Mexico, you're now starting to kill American
2: citizens.
0: No, sir. Would... You're 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 not getting the full picture. There are people dying here in this country. Because of the war on drugs Because of the prohibition on these products Because of the danger that it in, that it injects Into the dealing uh, Doing the business side of things uh, Because of the impurities And because of the overdosing All of those things would go down and, and all you need to do is look at the facts I mean, go and look at Portugal There was a report that came out recently The Cato Institute uh, put, it, put it out And it's not full legalization in Portugal But what they did do that They did decriminalization for users So users that are being caught with these products in uh, in portugal are not being put in jail for it and indeed they have found out that people are using uh, more responsibly and that everything that we've been saying on this show for years about what would happen in the absence of prohibition is indicated in in portugal
1: right now that's real world evidence not fear-mongering
9: so i understand that but cocaine is not alcohol cocaine is not marijuana cocaine is a highly addictive Substance. So, what that do you was it was once
1: legal in this country?
11: It was once legal
1: in this country. Somehow, we lived in this country with cocaine being legal far longer than it has been illegal.
0: You could go down to the corner store at age 10, walk in, and buy yourself all the heroin and cocaine you wanted to, and nobody would bat an eye at you. And we didn't have any uh, any more serious problem back then than we do today of people being addicted to drugs. I'm sorry to tell you this, Justin, but you are uninformed on this issue and you owe it well, to yourself to really look it up. You owe it to your, yeah, uh, information he got from his dad who was a drug warrior who was also lied to. So, yeah, if you can believe that your dad was told lies and then passed those lies on to you, go and dig a little deeper. It's Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll Freeline Free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live by promoting, uh, going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a whole list of things that you can do. Many of them are completely free or very low cost, like printing flyers, for instance, calling your local talk stations. All kinds of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world because there's so much misinformation out there. Not to say that we are the source of the hallmark of uh, all good information. It's still a radio show, and you should still question everything you hear. But this is one of one of the few shows out there that's actually doing any job of uh, iconoclasm, actually, you know, destroying the bad, fallacious ideas that have been put into people's heads. So if that's valuable to you, go to promote.freetalklive.com. That is helping us get into more ears. Promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, we continue here and talk to you about whatever you want. It's Ron in Florida listening to WFLA. Hey, Ron. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
9: Well, you guys are talking about all these dumb drug laws that we have. Um, one. Everyone- before you said that, I, marijuana has not been proven to cause one single death, and I think that's probably erroneous. No, I said Surely, smoked, marijuana, has, smoked marijuana.
0: Yeah, smoked marijuana has never uh, been proven to cause one single death. No overdose.
9: sure somebody's crashed their car or done something right. stupid that killed no, themselves. That's not marijuana.
0: That's cars. I mean, I, I understand where you're
1: coming from. Absolutely. Somebody's crashed their car from being oh. too high. That's probably true. But yeah.
9: yeah. cause a drunk driver to crash his car. So, but anyway... The laws are never going to change as long as the government is making money, and the CIA is the biggest trafficker in, in heroin and cocaine in the world. So as long as they're in the in the game of making money off of illegal drugs, they're never going to make it legal.
0: Absolutely, so, you're right. Yep. It's no easy task changing this situation, but they changed it after prohibition, so you know it could be done. It's not insurmountable.
9: No saying that the, it's already the cia it's been documented they they're the major player in the in the sure drug- and there
0: are sheriffs all around the country that are also uh, pretty big players as well importing and dealing
9: right so you know as long as there's that kind of graft going on it's never they're never going to change the laws it's just like that commercial you guys just played you know if they don't read the laws that they're passing then what difference does it make well you know what <laughs> they say
0: yeah, I understand your frustration. That doesn't mean that I'll stop talking about it and stop pointing out how this uh, war on drugs is insane and that it's hurting our friends and hurting our family members. Uh, and, reason, yes, sir. The only about
9: it about this war on drugs is that it, it's arresting somebody for having something rather than doing something, which
0: oh, right is no totally victim. Right. Whether they have it or they do it, uh, you're you're right. I mean, there is no there's no crime in my mind if there is no victim, and you cannot be a victim of yourself. I mean, I suppose you could be, but you shouldn't be jailed for doing things to yourself that others might disagree with.
9: Well, I've been arrested times in my life for possession of marijuana, and twice it was in my underwear. How
0: many times? How many times were you arrested?
10: Uh, I think three times three over times. my life
1: no wait, so See, now, I think that's the first step in decriminalization that you should be able to possess as much uh, marijuana as you want in your underwear so
0: so so uh so the arrest didn't stop you from smoking it, did they?
9: uh, yes, they arrested me and took me to jail and um like
10: three times.
0: Right, but I understand that it's likely that while you were in jail, you might not have been able to get it, although depending on how long you stay there, it may have become available. Uh, but once you got out, you did it again because you got arrested two more times, right? It's a, so what I'm pointing out is for our last caller who was suggesting that, oh my gosh, you can't legalize cocaine because it's bad. It's going to hurt people. Well, people are already out there hurting themselves, and no amount of arresting them has put a stop to it.
9: Did you ever see Jacques Cousteau's snowstorm in the jungle? I did not, no. You have to, if you're, this is the first thing that, when I was a kid that he came out, you know, they had the Jacques Cousteau uh, voyage and Yeah, whatever. I thought he was a
0: fishing guy. I didn't know he did uh, cocaine reporting.
9: No, he was down in South America, and they were going to document the different fish in the Amazon River. Mm-hmm. And by time they turned the corner, there was another operation of some guys cooking up cocaine. Wow. So he did a documentary called Snowstorm in the Jungle. That's and amazing. they went and showed exactly how it was made. And they showed, you know, they take this cocaine, and they stomp on it, and they make it into a fluff, and then they mix it with acetone, and then they let that evaporate, and then they take crystals, and, you know, they did this whole process.
0: Yeah, it's quite a process.
9: What he was saying was, well, if they don't have acetone, then they use diesel fuel, or if they oh, don't have diesel yeah. fuel, they'll use regular gasoline. And, and they, you know, he documented of all the, the pollution and everything that yeah. this was being caused. And when I was a kid, I saw this, and I my God, I could go buy you know some gas and off gas the same as that. What, you know what that turned me off so much to that stuff. And I, that's what I think is they should just show that to kids in school, and <laughs> nobody would want to do it.
0: Well, maybe I don't know. It's it's not a bad idea. I I don't recommend cocaine. I've never tried it myself. I'm not interested in it. it it's one of those drugs that's just it's from what I understand, it's pretty distasteful. Uh, the people that use it, I don't really care much for their their attitude and you know the, kind of the cokehead demeanor. Uh, But people should be free to do it, and they're doing it anyway. You know, the reality is there are over 1.5 million Americans arrested for drug, mostly possession crimes, so called crimes, every single year. Half of those numbers, over 800,000, are people being arrested for marijuana possession alone, and the rest of them are all of the other drugs combined. And that's a lot of lives being ruined, and a lot of people being put in jail, and a lot of people being hurt and having their families torn apart. And those things don't help. Having the, having those punishments for possessing drugs do not help people. They make their lives worse. They make them more likely to uh, spiral down into a depression and continue using and, in, in fact, maybe even step up their usage patterns after getting into a situation like that. Because if you get busted and you have to go to jail and you get fired from your job and then you don't have any money and then what do you do? I mean, then,
1: Not uncommon for people to drown their sorrows in some mind-altering
0: uh, substance. Yeah. So it doesn't help. This whole war on drugs in no way helps people. It does not keep people safe. And it doesn't reduce it doesn't reduce crime. It it actually increases it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Tyler in Florida. Also listening to WFLA. Hey Tyler.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for for a healthy dose of reality for this for this society. You know, I read an article the other day that said we've spent over a trillion dollars on the war on drugs, Jeez. and you are absolutely right that it hasn't done any good at all whatsoever and it's exactly like prohibition you see all this stuff down in mexico you talk about the stimulus bill where they're you know taxing and spending all this money we spent just as much on the war on drugs and it hasn't gotten us anywhere and i just wanted to say thank you for pointing that out we need that as a society
1: i'll I'll hear your
3: comment i'm going to hang up
0: thank you for the call tonight i mean somebody's got to do it
1: Right. And you know, it, it's not a very popular position to take um, to to, to get out there and defend stoners and drug addicts. I mean, who would want to do that? But sure enough, if you take a look at your life, there's a good chance that you're a drug user or, you know, if you look at your life, I'm not talking about today. Yeah. But if you look at your life, you you've you've used drugs or at the very least you've used alcohol, which is a drug you and might, it just happens yeah. to be legal. You know, if it's tobacco, if it's alcohol, for goodness sake, I, I, I didn't used to be able to operate without caffeine in the morning. I still can't operate without decaffeinated coffee. Mm. I mean, I, pref- I prefer it. I, I You know, to say I can't operate it is not so. You can't go to bed without your cigar, or your nightly nicotine I, I'm, dose. Adi- I'm addicted to uh, nicotine. That's There's no doubt about it. And so, you know, to, to look down on these other people who have different addictions, and, and their lives aren't as put, as put together as well, but a likely they're not able to hold down jobs and ho- have families, well to some extent, because of the war on drugs and not because
0: of their addiction. You know, the war on drugs in many ways treats every drug user exactly the same. In many cases, there are mandatory minimums. Mm. So if you get caught with you know, a hit of LSD or ecstasy or something like that, there is in some in many cases, and I'm not saying it's necessarily this way in your state, but in many cases there's a mandatory minimum. The federal or or local judges have to hand down a specific sentence regardless of the circumstances of the case. I mean, you could argue that the war on drugs is out there trying to stop kids from getting their hands on these drugs. But, but it might not. be out
1: there just trying to fill the, uh, the prisons to create more jobs more for more bureaucrats. Yeah, but it's, it's, And therefore, you know, making the taxes go higher so that uh, the, the government gets more of your money.
0: So it's not stopping uh, kids from using drugs at all. It's actually making the situations they get into with their drug use more dangerous. So I'll repeat, if you care about young people in America, if you care about drug addicts, if you care about other people, then you should allow them to make their own mistakes and suffer the consequences from their mistakes. Because the consequences from a night snorting too much cocaine, as long as you don't overdose, the consequences are much, much uh, less serious than if you ended up going to jail for doing the same thing. If you care about the erosion
1: of the Constitution, if you care about a big, intrusive government uh, poking around in your life, and if you care about organized crime, then you should be for the drug war. You should be for keeping drugs illegal because that's what it does. It erodes the Constitution, it's destroyed the Fourth Amendment, um, and, you know, it, it increases the size of government in so many ways. It funds things like the Iran-Contra scandal, and it funds these Mexican drug wards who are killing each other and killing Americans and killing innocent people in Mexico. That's what the drug war brings you, people. You've got it.
0: You've got it in your headlines. You're looking at it in the face, and you've got your eyes covered and your ears plugged. 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Would you have been better off if you'd spent 10 years in prison for smoking marijuana, if you ever did? it? More coming up, Hour 3 is on the way. If you're on the line, we'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. So do enjoy those on us completely free at freetalklive.com. We're going to continue taking your phone calls. Last hour had a great in-depth discussion about drugs and how it is that the prohibition on drugs is far more dangerous to you and I. Even if you and I aren't drug users, uh, the prohibition puts us in danger because we could have our things stolen from us. We could have uh, be held up at gunpoint, a home broken into, car broken into, because some crackhead needs to get his next rock. And because of the pro- black market prohibition, he, he can't afford it with his normal job, so he's got to go and get that money somewhere. And that's eventually going to be you. there's a good chance that eventually you'll get caught up in this whole war on drugs, even if you've never put a marijuana cigarette in your mouth. And if that's okay with you, if you're all right with having your family at risk from some crack addict climbing through the window at 3 o'clock in the morning trying to steal all your jewelry, then that's what you've got. But if you actually care about people and you want to see them get better and you want to see them uh, have less overdosing, you want to drastically reduce crime, then you have to support full drug legalization decriminalization, whatever. Anything that takes it out of the hands of the criminals and puts it into the hands of American businessmen is a step in the right direction. We'll continue with your calls here. Ladies first, Cindy is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Cindy, you're on Free Talk Live.
12: Hi. Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
12: Um, I think the government has very little incentive to legalize drugs because it is a huge financial industry for them. Yes, that's true. Illegal crimes committed... In the state of Florida, it's my understanding that it is second only to tourism. Now, whether that includes the feeder, things like attorneys that are affiliated with it, um, but it's huge.
0: You mean as far as generating money for the state, the war on drugs is second to tourism?
12: Second to tourism. That's
0: crazy. I'd never heard that, but I believe it.
12: Yeah, and unfortunately, they're destroying people's lives. Because in this day and age, with how accessible records are, um, it's distru- it's creating criminals because you're not able to get jobs, you're not able to go to college, um, if well- you have a background I'd, I'd like to it's I'd like to make a point on this ever. one
1: I personally have a felony um, and I believe that it does make it more difficult to get certain jobs however I think that there's also an aspect that people um, who have records say to themselves well I can't get this such- and such job so I won't try to get it and I'm only good enough for you know construction or something like that and I don't want to do construction so I'm going to do crime and so I think to some extent uh, you know well, people who have
12: Excuse me, in your industry, in the I, I think it's almost glamorized. I mean, people that are in um, theater, in uh, acting, um, it's, it's fine. But if you're trying to get into a college, um, especially, I don't know about other states, but the state of Florida, it's extremely difficult to get into colleges anyway. If you're trying to get into college, that's a, a red mark against you right and I it's, think it's you won't bad. be able to
1: get the funding difficult. I, I know that you can't get college you know the free federal college funding or whatever um if you if i'm you just ha-
12: saying nowadays it's worse than it used to be as far as yep. a felony I, totally true on i mean you. It,
0: it seems and like I, I think it's it, go ahead
12: they say you're only supposed to be tried once i think you're tried for the rest of your life yeah. It, it, you know, once you have that record, and I think it's extremely unfortunate. Like I said, I think they're creating criminals.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it seems like their solution to the perceived problem of people using drugs is to make their life even worse than it would have normally been if they get caught, and for some reason, that's going to dissuade people right. from using drugs. Decad- it hasn't ever. Decades of making examples of people, and it hasn't worked. Let's stop making examples of people, shall we? Right, and start, start caring about people, and actually start a allowing people to make choices for themselves without locking them in a prison cell as long as they har- haven't harmed anyone else. Great call tonight, Cindy. Thank you for it. 800-259-9231. We'll talk to Catherine listening in Manchester to WGIR. Catherine, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Yes. Hi. My name is Catherine, and I work in the medical field. Catherine. And I have a problem. Go ahead. Yes. I have a problem of that. We have constantly people who are definitely coming into New Hampshire at all times into the hospital, Knowing, and the doctors also know that they have these people have a drug problem. If they come in there, they're the first one to be seen because they can make up stories like, you know, what I'm having a heart attack. Oh, I don't, I, I, uh, I don't um, feel so good. I feel like I'm just going to like die right now. And what they do is they get in there, and that's how they can get their drugs. Oh, I'm hurting so bad. Well, really, you're taking away from people who are, are having heart attacks, people who are should be seen first. But these people will scream out loud, and half of them do not work. And they will come into the hospital, and they will get seen first, and they will get the drugs that they need. The next day, they get what they want. The next day after that, they come back in, and they want more.
0: Who's paying also for that? they go to
11: playing clinics and anything else like that, but they refuse to go.
0: Who is it that's paying for all of those uh, drugs that they're being given?
11: Who do you think is? I don't know. I'm you. The hospital? Yes. I work at a hospital.
0: So the hospital has to foot the bill and then basically raise the prices for everybody else who's a paying client?
1: Right, right. Now, so uh, Now, I understand that, uh, you know, obviously you guys are, you know, it's it's the law that you're, well, we, the hospitals that's are right, we responsible. Have
11: to take We have to take anybody in. But what it is is that when a person comes in and they know that they're a drug addict and they have seen these people over and over again, I call them frequent flyers. That's what I call them. Uh-huh. You're frequent flyers because what you're doing, you're coming in and you're saying that this, that, whatever else, and you're not really... That bad? you coming in? You coming in for drugs? So they give you the drugs. Then you get your drugs, and then you leave. Then someone demands to stay in the hospital. Well, the hospital—we're going to take them because you know why? If we don't take them, then it's against the law.
1: Yeah, but so I, I understand drugs. that. Now, why in the world, if if you knew that somebody's a frequent flyer, um, and mm-hmm. I I don't know what the rules are, and I'm asking, I just don't know mm-hmm. why are they giving drugs to to drug addicts that they're you know for free? Why are they mm-hmm. doing that?
11: Well, I would like to know that too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would definitely like to know it. And I've been like I said, so I've been in the medical school for 30 years, and and I can see it all the time. Uh-huh. It's the same, same, same. People, that come in all the time. And so what kind of drugs wrong. are they
0: looking for when they come in? Drugs. Right. They want heroin or, you know, excuse me, yeah, they're getting it from the – so they want morphine or they something? Want, or oxy-co- morphine,
11: whatever, Dilaud, whatever. Okay, so you're talking about good. prescription and drugs. And then you know then. what? Once they get the drug, you know what they do? They want to leave that same day or they want to stay over to get a free meal or whatever else when there's other people who should have okay. that bed that they're in. I think right.
1: it's wrong. The I, whole agree. I agree with corrupts. you absolutely. And it's it's wrong for anyone to get a service and not uh-huh. pay for that and not have to pay for that service. Thank that's, you that's very That's so much. true.
0: And I'd also uh-huh. like to point out that this wouldn't be happening if it weren't uh-huh. for the fact that uh, that prescriptions exist. And what I mean yeah. by that is this prescription process. That uh, that essentially you have to go through if you want to get your hands on the delotin or the uh, the opium uh-huh. or what or not opium but uh, oxycodone which is basically an op- opiate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but if they could just go to Walgreens uh-huh. and purchase the product they were looking for, they wouldn't have to come in and bother you guys for it.
11: No, because you know what would they do? They come into the emergency room. Why yep. don't you come to the emergency room? It's not an emergency. You just only come well, in for there for is. drugs.
0: For, for them it is. They're for them it on seems oxy. like an yeah. emergency. <laughs> uh, Oh, man, it's, it's frustrating. It's like, you
11: know what? How, how can you do that? How, right. how can you do that when I'm a working party, half the yep. people, they don't even freaking bloody work? But the problem is, yep. one
0: of the problems is, uh, Catherine, is that prescriptions are kind of a scam for doctors. And so mm-hmm. if, you were to, if you were to point this out to some of your coworkers there at the hospital, mm-hmm. like some of the doctors, uh, because they're the only ones that can write prescriptions, can doctors right. write prescriptions or just doctors?
11: No, the doctors it's, write a prescription. Nurses okay. can't write a prescription. Only doctors,
0: right. So right. Th- these doctors have this government-granted uh, power, mm-hmm. basically, this government-protected mm-hmm. power to be the uh, the purveyors of prescription uh, narcotics. So it and basically guarantees them business. And they, and write, and they business. write for these
11: people so that they can just, like, get out of their way. Yeah. And and it but
1: basically really but wrong. into the nurse's way. That's the problem yeah. is the the doctor writes the prescription and then the, then the nurses and the other staff have to take care of these.
0: People. Catherine, great uh-huh. call tonight. I thank you for making it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's That's frustrating. A part of the drug
1: war that I I've, I've never really thought about, and
0: she really brought it to me. Right. That, that that essentially none of this would be happening if it weren't for the fact that the prescription process exists, and the prescription process exists because the AMA, the doctors' union, basically wants to have protection. Basically, well, sure. if basically, what have union go, doesn't want government protection? If, what organization doesn't want the government uh, protection? If you could go and just self-medicate, if you knew that what you needed for a problem was drug X, you could walk into the drugstore and buy it without having that slip of paper, that would mean the doctors wouldn't have your guaranteed business. So it's going to be very difficult to end the prescription process. But if the prescription process were ended, then Catherine's story wouldn't be happening. Those drug users could just go and buy their drugs. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls, we'll talk to Josh listening to WFLA in Florida. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Uh yeah, I had a question for you guys. Um Certainly. going back to the financial aspect for uh that the uh, first lady was talking about this hour. Okay, go ahead. Um you know all the all the uh drug busts and everything, the uh cash that the the uh, cops bring in, um, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yes. Um essentially that, that money goes back into the government. Now if they were to legalize um any any drug, uh, you know, marijuana, crack, cocaine, whatever, um, would the benefit actually be there financially economically would the benefit for what the state either state or uh, government um, I mean would they be making more out of legalizing the uh, the product
1: well and if, if you look at this the market if you look at this from the standpoint that the government is an organization that uh, that uses violence and coercion to get what it wants. Um, then one might say that they're just a gang that flies flags out in front of their offices. Now, I know government workers often do not like hearing these statements, but the fact is that... They don't have competition; they're a monopoly. If you try to compete with them, then you, shut you down. Then, then you're going to die in a hail of bullets, or you're going to go to prison. Whereas no other company can do that. Now, I will agree with you that when the government sees um, an area of its monopoly threatened, it can be uh, it can crack down in a very serious fac- fashion. I don't think, however, that that should be something that dissuades free men and women from claiming their freedom. So,
10: is this possibly a? a another reason or another factor why they're not sure. Um, Legalizing
1: drugs? Absolutely. They, like they could not. They could not make as much money. Absolutely. Well,
0: some people have said they would make more off of taxing the drugs. However, it's it's a distraction because it's that's only a, a persuasive point to the politicians, right? Uh, the the real issue about legalizing drugs isn't about how much money the government can make. The real issue is doing the right thing. Right. The government <laughs> has
1: any dollar that the government's ever gotten. It's not like it's ever spent it wisely. Um, even when they do programs, you know, good things like by building bridges and stuff like that. They do it for far, far more than the free market would do it, and they do it inefficiently, and, uh, you know, it takes far longer. It comes in, you know, it comes in late, it comes in over budget, and they, you know, it's often screwed up, and sometimes they fall down
0: and kill people.
10: Well, of course, when you're paying $200 for a toilet seat.
0: Yep, very good, Josh. Any other thoughts? Nope. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Whether it's true or not, and it may be true that the government, if it taxed marijuana and taxed cocaine and all those other drugs, that it might make more money. That may be true. But that's not going to even that point is not going to be very persuasive to the current bureaucrats that are enforcing the war on drugs. The people that are right, in because the Because it would make it indifferent. Uh, in a different fashion,
1: likely yeah. what um, you know some law enforcement officers hear is that you're not going to be needed any longer. Yeah, because a lot of law enforcement officers, especially ones that work in the vice squad, realize that their whole job is centered around busting people for drugs. Correct. People that haven't necessarily, um, you know, in, in possessing the drugs haven't hurt anyone. Right. Now, they likely don't... they've hurt people in the process because some drug drug uh, dealers are very dangerous men. Yeah. However, d- there's always a role for dangerous men.
0: And there are dangerous cops that are doing <laughs> awful things too. Uh, but So that won't be persuasive to those cops. The cops don't care about the general financial strength of the government organization. The cops only care about how much financing their section of the government organization is getting. And if the dr- drugs were to be legalized and taxed, then that would still mean that the vice squad would be going away pretty much. And so therefore that funding would be gone. And so therefore, you're right, Mark, they might cut jobs. And that means that those cops and those people, those government bureaucrats, the jailers, the people that are running the prisons that are that getting hope to be cops in the future in a lot of cases. Yep. And the, the jails, of course, are continuing to be built to house drug users. I mean, we have one of the largest percentages of of our population incarcerated. No, not. One of the largest percentages. If you talk about people
1: in prison, we have the largest percentage of people in the United States in prison that the world has ever seen. And most of them are nonviolent. Unless you count like North Vietnam or, or, uh, excuse me, North uh, Korea or something like that where the whole country is a prison, but that's not really fair.
0: Most of those people are nonviolent offenders. They are individuals. A lot of them are drug users, people who never harmed another person, but they're sitting there rotting in a jail cell. But that person sitting in that cell... Means that that jail is getting another twenty, thirty, forty, some cases more than that thousand dollars per year, to keep that person food uh, fed and and housed and and all of the other things that they have to do with the jail. So it means money for these bureaucrats, and that's why that you'll never you'll very rarely see cops coming out in favor of ending the war on drugs. There are a few of them. There are some very courageous cops out there who have stepped out of behind the thin blue line and have yeah. began, uh, begun speaking out. I've talked to out. plenty
1: of correctional officers that think it was a good, they think. it's a good idea to legalize certainly marijuana. I've had one of them even say, I think you guys should get a joint every day.
0: Just to chill you out in the, in the big house, right? Yeah. So, so it's just not persuasive to them. And so coming at it from a, well, the government could make more money perspective, I think, while it might be persuasive to some politicians, is really not going to get you very far. It's a moral issue. It's a moral issue of doing what's right and letting people be free to make their own choices and, by proxy... Make their own mistakes and suffer those consequences. Well, that
1: and it's a moral issue of not forcing me to pay for someone else's drug There's habit. that too. That's you know I find reprehensible. Um, you know I I don't do drugs. My wife uh, my wife is a drug treatment counselor uh, trained in being one. Now she's a stay at home mom, and y- you know I find it reprehensible that a my family's threatened by the drug um, the drug laws laws that exist because it, they you know they, they incentivize people to break into my house and steal my stuff, and b that you know that um. I, I, I forgot which one I, I was uh, was saying.
0: I don't know where you're going either. Let's talk to Brian. He's on the line in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Yes, sir. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
13: I was uh, driving north in New Mexico last week, uh, within a hundred miles from the border of Mexico, which uh, I've understood is uh, called a uh, constitutional free zone, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and in which uh, the the Constitution is enforced much less stringently for uh, authorities acting under color of law.
1: We don't need that thing anyway.
13: <laughs> but um, I got funneled right into a uh, border uh, patrol checkpoint um, that's got border patrol, homeland security guys there.
0: One of the and, ones uh, that's inside the country?
13: Yes, I'm, yep. uh, well inside the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, they established that I was a U.S. citizen. And then uh, one of them says, where are you coming from and where are you going? And another one uh, goes behind uh, my car with a, a dog, which immediately signaled a hit. And I was told, uh, you know, uh, drive over there. And I did. And he goes, uh, can I search your car? I said, no. And he goes, well, there's been a hit. uh uh, from a dog signal and uh, therefore um, they've, they've got probable cause to search my car oh, and geez. so I uh, told them that I, I didn't think they did that, and I cited several cases uh, MAP versus Ohio Chimmel versus California now, Most Schmerber people most versus, can't do
0: that on the side yeah, of the they, road they, they don't they
13: care,
1: care about you. that either, even, even if you can do it yeah. But go ahead, how did that and, go uh, for you?
13: So I, I objected timely and uh, uh, you know, I
0: I'll tell you what, I'll let you, pl- I'll let you tell the story here in a moment. Uh, the music can intimidate people. 800-259-9231. We'll continue that story, I'll find out what happened at the Border Patrol Checkpoint, and talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show, Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves toll free, 800 259 9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live, and you're tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and your personal life. Well, if you and knew, the taxes, don't forget the taxes. That's a, that's an intrusion, all right. Uh, if you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active for liberty, would you join them? Well, you can. You can join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. It's like a tea party all the time, in one state. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the, well, for those that don't know, there was this big tea party phenomenon a couple of ago. I can't imagine ago. you listening
1: to talk radio and don't now know you wouldn't about heard tea, about it. tea yeah. parties.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, we continue here. You can bring up whatever you want, and we will talk to Steve, listening to KGWA in Enid, Oklahoma. Hey, Steve. Steve and Enid.
13: Say, I've listened to this uh, station and show a couple of times, and
9: basically the same subject, uh, I see a problem with it. Well, both ways, uh, legalization would continue the problem as it is being illegal, being tied to the printing industry for over 30 years. Prescription pads. If the doc right one, the crook wants one. Yeah. So, uh, and I've worked in many cities across this country. Same thing everywhere you go.
0: Now, what were you saying? Is it the same thing. I'm well, sorry. this just... crooks, if crooks want prescription pads. Oh, so they can right. forge prescriptions? Sure,
9: sure. Right. And people oh, would will... like a ringing a bell. Right, Absolutely. and because of
0: prohibition, uh, the black marketeers will go and rob prescription delivery trucks. They'll literally hold up delivery trucks in order to empty them of their oxycodones and hydrocodones and things like that and then sell them on the black market. And again, these things wouldn't happen if you could just go and purchase prescription products right at the uh, the store.
1: I'll bet if these drug addicts knew that uh, you had prescription pads in your printing shop, they might break in and destroy your property and perhaps kill you just to get them.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. I have to apologize. I spaced out and uh, forgot about Brian, who we put on hold, and then said we were going to come back to him, and then we didn't. So he hung up his phone, and I understand why. But if you want to call back, Brian, apologies. 800-259-9231. We're going to go and talk to a different Steve. This one is in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, Ian and Mark.
0: Hey, Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Steve?
3: I was just gonna comment just on the prescription pads. I, my doctor is occupational health, which takes care of all the police, firefighters, uh, sheriff's department, whomever, and they do electronic transfer from their office to whatever pharmacy. So the pads are passe.
0: Really? Okay. Okay. I so you
1: know, technology's know moved beyond that. Great. Guess it's okay. been a long time yeah. since I've been given a prescription.
3: Yeah. Um, now, the other thing is, too, the RN call talking about how the people come in the emergency room and they want their fix and this, that, and the other. Now, when I was in rehab, we had a, on the other side of the campus, we had a, a nurse's program that these people were coming in. It was like a turnstile because these nurses, LPNs in the state of Louisiana, uh, were uh they were getting addicted to drugs at work. I had a friend, Derek, oh, who was an LPN, and he had a medicine cabinet. Oh, it was phenomenal. Um Wow. And NPR this week, earlier this week, had a uh, program on talking about people who can't cope, and they were talking about nurses, and there were some nurses hitting themselves in the thighs uh, twelve times a day with Demerol and hydrocodone, and you know they just they they know this happens with nurses, and so that's why they put them in rehab, and you know cycle them through, and they bring them back. I mean, so you know, hey, you know, I don't know if she's holier now, but the whole thing is. Once you can't rebut, because you can't call back. Uh, you know, it, it, it's all over the place. Whether it's legal or illegal, people are still using them.
0: Do you bet?
2: Still
3: in the profession.
0: Yeah, and right. since they work at the hospital, they've got easy access to the freebies. You know how the doctors get the the freebie prescriptions, so they can kind of hand them yeah. out. And so they can get their hands on those things much easier. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, nurses and other hospital personnel that use their position, uh, the privileges of their position to get their hands on those drugs. And if they don't use them themselves, are selling them to their friends.
3: Let me tell you one thing Derek told me. He said he used to work with the medical cart, the medicine cart, and he used to, you know, push around and give them. So there was a 10, uh, there was a 50 cc uh, vial of, say, Demerol. And the person was only supposed to get ten cc's. Now, when they inject a needle into that bottle, they have to throw it away, even if there's left over. So, ah. what he
0: would
3: he would take needles, he would go ahead and inject the rest out of it, put the cap on, stick it in his pocket.
0: And then, what would he do with it?
3: Well, he had the medicine chest. I mean, he had a he had a nice medicine chest. So, I mean, you so know, wait, was he, he, he
0: selling kept... it or was he using it for for himself?
3: Well, you know. He may have been selling it, but he had the drugs there to use for himself if he wanted to. I mean, why would somebody keep, you know, a library of drugs unless they were doing something, you know? Mm -hmm. But the whole thing was is that was an avenue for him to get the drugs and take him out of the hospital and have his own private drug cabinet. I mean, he had his own pharmacy.
0: Amazing. Yeah, and that's what happens. And and if all if the prescription process would go away, all these problems would be solved. Whether it's the uh, the bums coming in, uh, demanding prescriptions to the hospital in the emergency room, as our caller earlier was suggesting, or whether it's the people being robbed, pharmacies being held up, uh, pharmacy pharmacy trucks being robbed, being waylaid on the side of the road as they're driving to their destinations. I mean, all kinds of. Or so-
1: hospital staff, um, you know, swiping uh, prescription yeah. cards or anything. Those naughty nurses.
0: All of those things would be solved. Thanks for the call, Steve. Good. To hear hearing from you okay Brian is back Brian I apologize glad you called back you were telling us about the uh, the border control thing and Uh, you had been pulled over they go ahead and just pick up your story again kind of bring bring us back
13: so I'm at a uh, border patrol checkpoint within 100 miles of the Mexican border in New Mexico traveling north on uh, I-25 got funneled into this stop and uh, they had started a criminal investigation on me uh, randomly without any probable cause or exigent circumstances. And I'm uh, now a suspect uh, that this dog, which is an all-knowing guru dog, mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, these guys, they talk German to dogs. Do they really? Not, not these guys, but I have oh. seen in the past uh, where where cops talk German, they give orders, they uh, reward dogs for signaling hits by putting chew toys in the, the person's car. So... Um, There's other stuff going on here. Sure. So what
1: happened? The the whole idea that the uh, the drug dogs are, uh, you know, just just this uh, objective source of information, just not so.
13: Yeah, they're. uh they're cops, is what they are.
1: Well, they're they're controlled by people who want to look in your car. They're, yeah, they're trained they by people who want to look in your car and don't really care about the Fourth
13: Amendment that much.
0: So, what what ended up happening? I mean, they, they began investigating. Well, I uh, um,
13: objected and uh, demanded rights, cited uh, about five or six different uh, Fourth Amendment cases as they pertain to automotive right uh, uh, constitutional law, and um, that didn't stop my. Uh, hmm. I got detained and have
0: uh, they pulled you out they of the car it's got a
13: warrant though
0: did they pull a, did they pull you out of your car or were you sitting in there no
13: either? they let me sit in my car and they told me that uh, they could pull me out if they had probable cause but uh, what they decided to do was go and get a warrant from a, a federal magistrate in Los Cruces
0: how long did that take
13: oh let's see that's about two and a half hours I was still there. Now, how wow. is it that they
1: can detain you on the side of the road while they go get a warrant? I mean, aren't how you a free person? How? they shoot you if you try I'm to just, leave. I'm just wondering. I mean, from a legal standpoint, aren't you a free man?
13: Well, what they said was, you are free to go, but your car is being detained.
1: Oh,
0: and, oh that's nice.
1: Well, uh, they they so, maybe, maybe they uh, can charge your car with possession, then, if you had something in it.
13: Yeah. You know, this is like uh, kind of the civil uh, aspect of things about how... Like so if you money. try to drive
1: away, will they only shoot the car?
13: <laughs> well, one of the things they did was they put these, uh, those uh, nail things under uh, both sides of one of my tires. So wow. So that's going to deflate a tire. Yes. And, and plus, they've got three guys uh, standing pretty close to me, three to five guys. So immediately, I start uh, consuming man hours, which is one of my strategies here.
0: Your strategies. Okay. All right. I promise I'm going to bring you back this time. <laughs> Hang on. 800 9231 And also, I noticed he said he was in New Mexico. He might want to check out Checkpoint USA, uh, CheckpointUSA.org. Somebody else is down there who's being um, a bit of a refuse Nick at these checkpoints. We'll c- I'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. talk live only moments remain going to try to sneak your call in but i'm not going to give you the number because the lines are loaded up it is ian joining you and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, uh, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and join the AMP program. you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to Brian, who is calling from, I believe, New Mexico, or actually Colorado tonight, but was driving through New Mexico when he was uh, waylaid by federal thugs calling themselves the Border Patrol. And they said that our dog has alerted on your vehicle. We are holding your vehicle here. You are free to go, uh, but we are going to, to take a look at your vehicle. So, of course, why you would want to leave them alone with your vehicle, I'm not sure, or walk down a, a desert, dusty desert road all by yourself. So, obviously, you stuck around, uh, to, uh, to see what happened. They went and they got a warrant from a judge, which took them two and a half hours, uh, two, two something hours. So you just sat there in your car the whole time that they were doing this? Well, I, I
13: got out and there's a uh, uh, a little outhouse I had there that I I used a couple times and uh oh I got uh I opened the trunk and you know he looked in it from a distance so he could obviously see, you know, that i and I wanted him to see that, you know, there was no bales or bodies or, or anything mm-hmm. like that and and uh you know, I told these guys three or four times, there's no warrant that's on its way back and uh I said that's the fourth time, they all laughed at me because the guy, the captain, was getting out of his car and handed me a, a warrant signed by a magistrate, and uh, <laughs> the joke was on me. And uh, so I, I just went and uh, unlocked uh, the trunk. You know, no sense in having a crowbar it open. Yeah. And And uh, oh, a few minutes later, they came back with a uh, small amount of contraband that was uh, allegedly later identified as uh, marijuana and a couple of different bags uh they weighed it all in uh in the bags and came up with uh they called it 0.04 pounds and, point
0: zero uh, 0.04 pounds okay not zero much of 0.04 a pound.
13: pounds four hundredths of a pound and uh took me into uh their little uh station and i was able to uh observe them on the inside of it so now Oh but by now I think we've consumed probably 12 to 14 man hours maybe maybe more and uh oh, they called up the DEA and offered me up to them they oh, they declined geez. and then they offered me up to the uh New, Be- New Mexico State Police and uh one of those guys eventually came out and
1: uh No how much this is this isn't even uh, like you're talking about fractions of an ounce here right
13: Point four.
1: Point
0: zero 0.04. Point zero 0.04
13: pounds. pounds.
0: Uh, What's that? Like once, a,
13: once the uh, state patrolman uh, joint? Re- reduced the bag weight, which was about, I don't know, he called it under an ounce. He cited me for my pipe and for some alleged.
0: 0.04 pounds is about uh, two to three quarter bags. Is that I'll what you say? take the word for it. Yeah.
13: Yeah. Um, Anyway, and uh, one of the substances they had to, uh, they thought it might be heroin, so they uh, they they did about three different tests on it, and uh, you know I just didn't cooperate at all with them. I wasn't going to answer any questions to, mm-hmm. to speed them up I wasn't going to uh, um, open my car up to them so that I could I could uh, get on the road faster and avoid uh, you know the captain having to drive two hours to get a warrant. Uh, and uh,
0: so, what happened? Did they charge you? Did the state's charge you? I beg your pardon. Did the state guys charge you?
13: Oh yes, uh, I, I got cited and uh, sent on my
0: way, so I didn't
13: have to pay any bail or uh, anything. But uh,
0: and the charge was a misdemeanor:
13: possession or? of marijuana and possession of paraphernalia—two two misdemeanors. Got it. And uh, and I got to go on my way, and uh, but my. Uh, Impression was that they they just can't do that. It lacks probable cause and exigent circumstances. He started. I'd love to it, see you take started it to court. a drug investigation uh, with this dog uh, before having any probable cause at all. Yeah,
0: that's just what and they uh, do.
1: And and the the other fact that these roving uh, patrols are supposed to be catching uh, you know illegal immigrants, but in fact they're catching Americans with drugs. Drugs just
0: goes to show that that dog did not alert on a Mexican in your trunk. It goes back to what Dave was talking about in the first hour of the show, pointing out how all the searches at the airports, and this is also a, another searching process yep. that's going on, is really more about catching people with contraband than it is catching uh, criminal, and, you know, criminals and new co-
1: Every year Congress gets in session, there's new contraband, new things that free people yeah. aren't allowed to possess. So More, so more you're products looking-
13: for the law enforcement growth industry, yes. Yeah. I hope that
0: you right. do something as far as challenging this is concerned, because most people, if they get into your situation, they're just going to pay the fine, or they're going to go and do whatever they need to do, in you know, the community service or the probation, and they just want to get it over with and, and move past it. But I think you're right. I think that they're operating on some false pretenses, and obviously right. they're breaking their own rules. However, whether you can get them to hold their own feet to the fire on that remains to be seen. Here's what I'd recommend. Uh, get in touch with Terry over at Checkpoint USA. Are you familiar with that site? No. Checkpointusa.org, you're going to love this guy. He goes to these checkpoints you're talking about, these internal checkpoints, and he has a video camera with him every single time, and when they harass him about, what's your citizenship, he never answers their question. He always bounces it back, because they're, they're asking him, are you a U.S. citizen? And he says, am I being detained? Am I free to go? And they'll try They'll try again. Are you a U.S. citizen? Look, I just need to know. Are you a U.S. citizen? Am I being detained? He just bounces him right back, and he never lets him get the upper hand, and he's always asking questions in response to their questions. He's an amazingly courageous guy, and they went after him recently, and ended ended up throwing the case out in court. So take a look into that, CheckpointUSA.org. His name's Terry. He runs the site, and he's a really cool guy. And hopefully the two of you can work together. Go ahead.
13: I was told uh, that they operate uh, this type of uh, action on the basis of a a case called U.S. versus Place. And uh, they highlighted where it says United States, which held that a sniff by a police dog specially trained to detect the presence of narcotics is not a search under the meaning of the fourth amendment of the United States. The court reasoned that the sniff of a dog sweet generous intended to reveal only the presence or absence of narcotics because a dog sniff is so limited a test. The court carved out this exception from the broad category of searches for which, a warrant is generally required.
5: You know,
0: I don't know how well you'll do in the courts, but I think it's worth a, I think it's worth a shot. And go ahead and get in touch with Terry. Uh, Terry, maybe you guys can work together. I thank you for the call and good luck out there. It's just awful what they're doing to people. If you're within that 100-mile zone of the, the north or south of the border or east and west, uh, even the, the ocean, if you're within that 100-mile stretch of land, they can stop you, pull you over, and do exactly what happened to this guy. They can harass you and they can detain you. And they can ruin your life. And I hope somebody takes them to, you know, I hope somebody takes them to court because there's nothing else you can really do besides avoid them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying the court will be a success, but it's something. It's something you could, that's worth a shot, I guess, because giving in and bowing down is certainly not helping either. 800-259-9231. And we'll talk to uh, – let's talk to Mike in New Hampshire on the Amp line. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey,
10: I just wanted to um, remind
13: all your listeners or any of those who are interested, who are enjoying their weekend, that Sam
10: from Obscured Truth Network is still in jail for video recording in a public lobby when the court security officer could not provide any legal uh, reason for him not to. And he's still on hunger strike. And you can, if you'd like,
13: you can send him a letter for free at mail to jail That's mail-to-jail.com. And of course, Sam would love to have all. He's already expressed all kind love for all kinds of support coming in from writers all over the world. But also, I, he thinks, and I agree, that the jailers themselves have changed their uh, behavior because they realized how, that they're being watched. So the more letters that go through the jailers to Sam, the better. <laughs>
0: That's great. People can go to your website, mail 2 jailcom and they can email our friend and co-host Sam, who is still sitting in jail, now coming up on his full second week uh, in jail, and it's making a big difference when you've got next to nothing to do all day uh, except play spades with the, uh, the, other, the other inmates. Having something to read is, uh, is pretty nice to, to have. And I, I thank you, Mike. We're short on time, but thank you for the call tonight. Let's get quickly to Adam in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Adam, you've got uh, the last 20 seconds. Go.
2: Yes, um, I was just calling about the uh, current the swine flu outbreak that's going on.
0: Yeah, what's all that about? I, saw, I,
1: heard, I heard it was the swine engineers. blue, swine, swine uh, avian people
0: flu. Go quickly with your thoughts.
2: Yeah, um, well, I just, uh, let's see, on the 23rd of this month, I saw an article posted on CNN.com um, where the Army... Stated that three vials of a virus sample were missing so from the So, possibly started
0: by the government. Who knows? I thank you for the call. We're out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow, not
7: tomorrow, Monday night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Enjoy your weekend. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now, more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-493-7712. 800-493-7712. That's 800-493-7712.